Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am your host, Chris, and joining me today is Jamie and Jonesy. What's up, fellas? Uh, Do you want to know why I was laughing? Tell me. Um, For some reason, I was like, just thought I'd look at your guys' webcams just before we started recording. And Josie was just staring down the barrel of the lens, like staring into the soul of whoever is watching this fucking video. I mean, video. That, that is what happens. You know, Jonesy is uh, a soul reader. I just really, I just never look into my webcam that much while I'm doing this. And now that I I'm doing do it, it, it feels really weird. I don't, I don't I, like it. I only do it right at the very beginning to be like, I don't know, because I feel like I should. Because mm. I, I, otherwise, if you never do it, then it's like you're not even acknowledging there are people oh, watching, cool. which is kind of strange. All right, I guess so, fellas. It's kind of odd. I don't know what to say. You've deflated me now. But hey, we are a gaming podcast, uh, deflated or not. So listen to us, watch us. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, we might be on Audible Podcasts. Who fucking knows? But if we're there, have a listen or a watch. But, you know, either which way, we appreciate you. Also, don't forget that we are available on paisleyradio.com. That's right, internet radio, Thursdays at 10 p.m., repeated on Mondays at 10 p.m. So, Super Show on the YouTube and our Spotify, etc. first. The fo- then on that following Thursday is Paisley Radio, and the following Monday, <laughs> Paisley Radio again. Three weeks! Cut this out. Cut all of this out. Chris has just made something that's basically pretty simple sound really complicated. No, mate, listen, because what you've got to do, okay, is you've got to open up your uh, Internet Explorer browser, <laughs> and you've got to type in www, right, uh, <laughs> dot... No, sorry, sorry, my mistake. HTTPS... It wasn't even your mistake. You made a mistake already before that. What was it? Open up Microsoft Edge, please, Edge, ladies and bro. gentlemen. <laughs> the only time I ever open Edge is if someone says, let's do a Zoom meeting, and I don't have like, or no, sorry, Microsoft Teams. I suppose. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, let's do a Teams meeting. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't have that. And you click on it and it says, you can just use Edge if you like. I'm like, oh, fine. It doesn't do anything <laughs> else on my PC. It can just be the Edge, the um, Microsoft Teams app. Fair enough. If that's all it's going to be. Well, guys, look. So last week we we asked people to kind of chime in on who should be hosting, okay? Because clearly, clearly I'm not doing a good enough job for Jamie or Jonesy because you're just laughing at me. So, you know, what we're going to do, the most popular comment, and we'll see when we go to the comment of the week, but the most popular comment is a, a, a round robin, a rotating schedule, as it were. So consider this my first one, and then it's going to have to go to one of you two. And then the following week, someone else. So let's enjoy it while we can. I think I'm getting coronavirus. I might not be here. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, coming up on today's show, Ubisoft's future plans, Resident Evil 8 rundown, Gaben, the Lord himself, speaks. But before we get into that, fellas, did you know that EA Play has been confirmed for this year, 2021? I did see this, yes. Ah. Now, usually it's kind of run... What is it like a couple of days before E3 releases or thereabouts, right? I think EA yeah. Play has usually been before E3 conferences start, but this year they're yeah, trying something. When, um, yeah, Jamie was there, Jamie was there live uh, in two, uh, 2018, he and he even made it into a little EA Play roundup video that someone <laughs> oh, else made. No, I, I not just any old EA Play <laughs> roundup video, Jamesy. I made it into a cringe compilation. Sorry, yeah, hell yeah. You weren't the one that people needed to cringe about, but you were in the background. No, I was, in, I was in the background clear. of the cringe compilation. Yeah, Jamie was on the thumbnail. 
And uh, <laughs> so you've got to imagine that a 16 by nine frame, Jamie on the side of it, there was a big arrow pointing to him and a red circle around his face. And it, at the bottom, it just says, dickhead. I would have died if, they, if it was one of those things. Because I always think this, and this, you know, when you sort of watch a news report and they talk about, um, I don't know, they talk about anything about like a, something physical about humans. And then they always show those like uh, cut off head like shots of people. And they're like this sort of people. Let's say they're talking about people who wear wife beaters. And then they, and you never see their faces. I would have died if they were talking about like the typical gamer. And then Jamie <laughs> walks into the shot and he's there. Cause I imagine he would have been there with a little booklet with like what the things that are going to happen at EA play are and a little bag of goodies that he's got <laughs> and just looking around. Because he was no. on his own, oh, he was man. on his own. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't even on my uh, on my own at that point. But it's just, so, for anyone that does want to know the actual context, which I feel like I need to clarify <laughs> now for my own defence, um, it was like the hosts were doing their bits to camera, and one of them was saying something slightly cringy, and they were talking about how people were piling in and getting ready, and then they uh, they kind of cut to an aerial shot of the crowds gathering in the entrance area. And I should say that the only reason the crowds were gathering in the entrance area was because EA had no idea what was going on that day. They, they were not prepared for that. And I wasn't prepared for spending an hour standing still in the Los Angeles heat. Not a great combo. Oh, it was so hot. Yeah. It was so, so hot as fucking well. although, hot. Bro. Although, Jamie, I mean, claim to fame, you, you did stand in that queue next to Angry Joe. Yes, and Angry Joe, fortunately, was angry for the same reason that I was angry, because we were all there and, you know, invited by someone or another, because as is always the case with industry events, no one's there for the people that are doing the thing. Everyone's there as a friend of someone else or a guest of someone else. Um, and no one, just no one could fucking get anywhere. Like, their lists were all wrong. They didn't have tickets for people. They didn't know where to send. Like, I, I, I at one point got in by getting smuggled through the, basically, the gate, so I didn't have a badge or a pass, which meant when security saw me, I eventually got kicked out and had to phone to get my way back in. Like that's how they, classic. It's, it's so for people that don't know, it's so bizarre. Like you go to these events and you think, for example, like there's a, there's a company or a developer or whoever is event is publisher, like they're running it, and so if they say something and then then that goes, but it kind of doesn't work like that. There'll Never be like a security out. company who are checking badges. Yeah. So then if someone happens to be the PR person for the company who's dealing with you, but they can't just get you through security because you might have a badge. So you get these weird things where it's like the person from the company is like, no, no, these these guys are coming in. They're on the list. And security's like, nah, mate, sorry, they haven't got the proper badge. And it's like, it's ridiculous. It's just a gaming <laughs> event to go watch a yeah. video or hear a talk or something. But yeah, you had a right day of it, didn't you? Well, the, the, only, the only thing that was fun about that day well there were two things that were fun about that day one was the fact that um I, i'm gonna have to be discreet about this because it, it sounds kind of weird but it's, it wasn't actually that weird but like we were uh going to be given some money to help you know push things along while we were in a different country for a little bit a while and rather than organizing it in a kind of like yeah a, a, like a, a formal way I arrived at EA Play and was given an envelope with hundreds of dollars of cash in it, which felt very cool. Um, nice. And the other thing that was cool about that day to bring it back... You went straight to your drug dealer? I went straight to Jonesy and we were like, where are we going for dinner? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? The, the problem is now you've just reopened a whole can of worms about like gaming journalism and how it works. And like, Oh, bro, yeah. It was not a bribe. It was not an a envelope bribe. of money. It's not kind of a bribe or anything. But hey, did you guys, it was see, not a bribe. But, did you guys but, see Anthem? Well, actually, do you know what the funny thing about, about the timing was? Is we didn't. I wanted to see Anthem, and we couldn't. I saw Anthem 
in you know those doors that have those long rectangular windows. I was yeah. standing there looking at this through someone <laughs> playing at them. But the thing we were there to, there to play, and the thing we did make a video about to bring everything back on track, was uh, Battlefield Five. That was that year, right? Um, where there was a yeah, that was their big game. That was their big blowout. And um, I wonder, oh, yeah. Chris, if that might be yeah. their plan again <laughs> three years yes. on. It, well, yes and no, because hey. Battlefield has been confirmed to be revealed sometime in June. So that's before EA Play, because what I wanted to get at is E3 is in June usually, and this year is no exception. But EA Play, for some reason, is July 22nd. So, Which is weird, because like you said, usually it comes first. Yeah, this time but it comes after, e- which is strange. Even, even more strangely is um, <clears throat> E3 is, the be- is at the beginning of June. So it's actually longer than a month away. I, I was speaking to you guys on the WhatsApp group and saying, why, like, why have they done this? The only thing that I can think of is that they have a lot of stuff that they want to have um, the conversation purely around that and nothing else. No diluted messages by any other conferences and people to forget it. I think that this year EA is going to go go with a bang, really. So we know that, yes, okay, even though um, Battlefield 6 will be revealed in June, that doesn't that could just be the the fucking reveal trailer and then we have to wait yes. until June July 22nd to see well, some gameplay or any kind of confirmation when we were at EA Play in 2018 that was the same way it worked where the reveal yeah. had happened I think the month before do you remember that CG trailer that got lots of people riled up because it had women in it and bright <laughs> yeah. colors and those are two things that World War II historians didn't like women and bright colors um <laughs> <laughs> hashtag historical. Hashtag, hashtag not my historical accuracy. Do you remember that that weird little tease that they had for the battle royale? Oh yeah, just I. Uh, no, it's no. like you see the flame just slowly moving or something like that. Yeah, really. and then you don't remember this. No, I remember having a conversation with someone. Mate, I will. I will not forget this trailer whatsoever. Because yeah, they they had that thing, and then the camera like pans down to a tractor, and the tractor switches on, and then oh, just face, yeah, the tractor black. It's just a tractor. Was that, it was like that's how you that's how you announce that. your. Was your that game. in a, a EA Play or was that a, was that something else? I, I don't remember which one it was, but that's that I, was their keys to the battle royale. I, I remember um, I remember getting into an elevator with someone who works for Nvidia, and just after we'd seen that, and we were both like, <laughs> "Oh shit, yeah, that was kind of tight." Um, <laughs> that tractor, mate. Oh, look oh, at it. That was exciting. But yeah, to go back to the point I was making, by the time we got to EA Play that year, the thing we did at the event was a like an, an all-influencer big multiplayer session where it was That's just like 100 cool, yeah. people in a room. They did the thing where like they were standing on stage, but they already had 100 PCs in front of them. Yeah. So the guy can go... Yeah. 100 influencers are going to be playing the game right here inside the event. And it's like, that's not, that's not that exciting. They could be somewhere else. So you don't, we don't care. You just want to see the gameplay. Yeah, they love doing We've got 100 like people in a room. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah, we have. Sorry, we have. But yeah, like, what, what, do you guys agree with my kind of assertion as to why um, they put it I'd, so I'm going to go, can I go for a more boring reason? Please and say do. that I think the reason that I think is because they're not beholden to the ESA and when they've got E3 now, because if you've got a physical event in LA, um, then you've obviously got the issue of, uh, it's almost like the Oscars, right? Yeah. You turn up to see who gets best actor, <clears throat> anything that comes bef- after best actor or best movie, everyone's gone home. So no one cares about, which is why you put all your shit. Well, on that's why they put it at the end of the show, Jonesy. 
So, so normally, exactly, that's why they put at the end of the show, the problem that EA would normally have with EA Play is if they leave EA and EA Play as a physical event until after E3, people have booked their tickets, they book the hotels, you're going to go, are you going to stay for an extra few days to go to EA Play? Everyone's like, I can't be bothered. I've already done like three days of EA of uh, E3. Um, I'm not going to stay around for that. Do you know what? Make the intern stay. They don't <laughs> that. So they preload. They go, we'll put it before the event. It's the day before. You can rock up. You can have a great time. You're hyped for E3. You do EA oh, Play, then Jonesy. you have E3. I'm gonna, I'm they're, gonna... now not beholden. they're now not beholden to the time schedule. So they've gone, we'll do it whenever the heck we want to do it. So they're yeah, like, yeah. do you know when it works for us? July 22nd. Not bothered. <laughs> I guess. Fuck's given Maybe. Zero. I don't know. I, I, I have a, a strong feeling on this because... So we know we're going to see their sports titles and we know that we're going to see Battlefield 6. But yes. it's, it's almost like a question of like, okay, what what else are we going to see? Right. Totally. Dragon Age, uh, the Dragon Age 4. I, I, I yeah. believe that we'll see a lot more of that personally. Um, <laughs> and I was saying like a, a, a one more thing would be a great if there's like, uh, here's the new Sims game is one more thing. I think that'll I be mean... a nice way to end off the show. A new Sims game feel like it's, it feels like it's been due for years now. So yeah, I'd be yeah there's only so much you can do with fucking IKEA DLC packs, right? Right. The only issue with that is it's just going to look exactly the same as every other Sims game. It's going to be like so well, boring. That's true. You're not wrong. Yeah, EA have always had that sort of that power play potential where they've got a lot of cards that they're holding in theory. Some of them they haven't played for over a decade, so they're probably not <laughs> going to now. But they've got the potential to, to wow us. And I, I do love the idea that they are taking as much uh, of uh, as time, um, like making as, uh, making the most of the time between when E3 will be and when EA Play will now be to get as much ready as they can. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I've gotten used to not expecting too much from from EA. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I, they've I think they've the done thing... okay recently. Like past history, spotty for sure. But I think look at the past two I, years, I, I think I, they've I, been all right. Like I, n- never mind the anthem kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I also think I don't. I don't know that their the actual summer presentations have ever been that good. Like, no, they're they're, always. No, oh, I, is that what you meant? I. I meant as a company, I didn't realise. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, better than they've been in the past, I guess, because they're yeah. not, you know, uh, since Visceral, I, uh, to memory, they haven't closed anyone down on like, <laughs> But, like, it, it, the, the summer things always feel like, here's what DICE are making and everything else. And the and everything yeah. else recently has been, like, maybe you get uh, Joseph Farris up there, maybe, you, although <laughs> obviously he won't be up this year, his game's just come out. Maybe you yeah. get a need for speed, but this year, again, that won't happen because... They got put on Battlefield, Battlefield in an emergency. Yeah. Is there anything Star Wars related ready? I don't know. Is there any Respawn related ready? Like, I reckon I we'll know. see something from Respawn, even if it's just a tease. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be surprising not. But then they've also got the thing, like I said, without the physical event, they're not beholden to E3 as much. And then also, nowadays with the content cycle, anyone's going to jump on any new new information. So if they wait until after E3, they can let that die down a little bit and then they can put out EA Play and then even if it's shit, the, company, um, the media company is going to run with whatever they say yeah. because it's new. So I, I, I don't know, maybe, I think it's just like, um, it's pretty obvious sort of time for them to do it, I think. Yeah. I know, I, like over a month away. I mean, fair enough, you know. But, but, but about the calendar. But maybe it's also one of those things where it's like, if you go in late June, then you are just late to the E3 party. If you get just enough distance, then you're your own thing. You know, yeah, you're maybe, no longer maybe. a late comer to E3, you're just your own thing. 
Although yeah. it's also if it's not strong, like then maybe this is an example that it's not as strong as we hope it's going to be because they're waiting um, until the E3s died down enough that they, even though it's not going to be that strong, it's still going to be good. Do you see what I mean? Because if they came yeah. just after E3 and it was kind of weak source, people would just get over it super quick and yeah. go back to talking about the biggest but things then- in E3. I think E3 could be quite weak source in a lot of respects, yeah. don't you think? Something's just, Probably something's, will be, yeah, Something's sure. just occurred to me. So they said that the Battlefield reveal will be scheduled for June. Do you reckon it's going to be at, like, the Xbox event? That was one thing that I wondered. At, at, at E3. And so, so, they, uh, so maybe it's a case of, like, hey, here are the trailers for some EA games. Wait until EA play for more, like, gameplay or whatever. You, you did that last year with more... Assassin's Creed, didn't they? <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's going to be so annoying if they say Battlefield 6 and they give a teaser... And then you have to wait until July twenty second to see like the proper. It's probably going to happen, dude. And that that be the so audio dumb. trailer that, well, the the audio from this supposed leaked trailer that came out was like, what it was like a minute long. Yeah, yeah, like and that. it was. So, and uh, th- the the because everyone expected that to come out this past week or two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the, yeah, it sounded like it was just a cinematic trailer that showed off some of the kind of the ideas and the themes for. Uh, this yeah. this setting, I guess, for Battlefield. Which the is new cool, Battle dude. Field. Like, I I still remember that fucking Battlefield One trailer was so fucking sick. Yeah, but maybe maybe that's why that Seven got... Nation Army and everything. It's good. I do because I remember that was the year of Battlefield One versus Infinite Warfare, the battle of the like to dislike ratios on the trailers, <laughs> uh, and Infinite Warfare got shit on. <laughs> Yeah, but then Battlefield have got the problem that every time that they get, they do really well at the moment in the trailers, in the um, in kind of like the the environment and people talking about how good their games look and how this is like re uh, you know almost it's the year for Battlefield. It's like a rebirth of the Battlefield, and then game comes out and it's like a damp squib every time, and it's kind of like oh I, 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 oh well I don't they did it I again. wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're damp squibs. I just think that you're just in the sense of like as as a uh, like you were saying ratioing COD right. Then every year COD absolutely smashes it, and then every time they release a game, it's yeah. like Battlefield Five was supposed to be incredible, and I mean that was very underwhelming. It was a good game, but it's very underwhelming think, in its staying but they, power. But they do go for different strategies, though. I mean, COD, you know, well, money. COD, COD, well, yeah, COD, COD's a money yearly release, strategy, whereas, whereas Battlefield has always been kind of, um, you know, what three, four years in between, if not more, and always more focused on the multiplayer than the single player campaign. Yes, but I think part of the reason they don't do annual releases is because every time it's like we didn't quite make we didn't quite do it again. So give us a, we'll re we'll reimagine it again, and then we'll come back in three years' oh. time, and it'll be re-released. We'll just call it Battlefield. It'll be amazing, and it goes <laughs> again, and then it's like, know, like three years' time. I, we'll I get it right. so disagree with that, dude. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm all for it, man. I, I love Battlefield. I'm all for That's, it, especially man. because Especially because like this seems like it will be either a modern or in probably a near future Battlefield, and we haven't had one of those since. If you ignore Hardline, which I guess was the <laughs> that's the the dark the side cops. of yeah yeah that was what happens when Battlefield did try and go annual. It was like, what if we took Visceral off Dead Space and got them to make a fucking cop drama Battlefield game? <laughs> so bad. Um, so but bad. Battlefield Four was the last like, modern one, otherwise, right? And that was yeah, that's like ages fucking ago. yeah. It was almost like that was like first year or two of the PS4. So. Yeah. Do you yeah. want that, if they did Battlefield twenty one forty five or like twenty one fifty? From what I understand, and it was a sequel to twenty one forty two. I'd be like, I don't oh, think this is twenty one something. But from what I understand, this might be. This is more like twenty fifty than it is in like twenty twenty. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah, like yeah, one of the things I'm pretty sure is going to be in this game uh, are we might have mentioned this before, but you know, like Boston Dynamics, those dogs, they're going to have yes. those in this game. 
I'm pretty sure, cool. but with That's... weapons on them. <laughs> as as if Boston Dynamics weren't angling for that all along with their uh, yeah. tech anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just for uh, it's just for helping out and carrying bags. You're full of shit. You're going to um, sell it and you're going to make a fortune scumbags. with guns mounted all over the shit. Dare I ask if you guys could pick one dream EA game or EA franchise or EA sequel or whatever it is to pop up at the event? Do do you guys have one in mind? Mm, yeah. Something you maybe something they could resurrect, something yeah. that's a long overdue. Titanfall Titan three, all the way from Titanfall three. I think I think that dream will come true. Time personally. is time is ripe. I know. I know. That I, I don't think they'll they do. I don't think they'll do it this it year. Yeah, but I don't think they'll do it this year because I think the momentum is gaining quite a lot for Apex lately, and I, I don't think they want to kind of harsh on that. What unless, what, what unless if they the, start doing like four D chess and start doing like COD with their um, Warzone slash Modern Warfare, if they take that formula, flip it on it, says like, well, everyone's got fucking Apex. So let's use hmm. that platform to sell people a pass, which unlocks the Titanfall 3 campaign or something. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Interesting. It would be an interesting kind of case study, but I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but that's what I would love to happen. Well, they, you know what's weird? They seem to be... It's one of those things where Respawn just seems to be talking a lot about Titanfall at the moment and other people yeah. do as well. And it's kind of that weird, almost almost like that they're trying to build something like in your mind, in the environment. And it does, it does make me wonder if Titanfall 3 is going to be... Oh, shit. I just, I just realised what's going to happen. Because wasn't it at the EA play that you were at, Jamie, where they interviewed Vince Zampel and they were like, oh, yeah, what about that? What about Respawn Star Wars game? And it's like... Yep, yeah. we're working on a Star Wars game. It's called Jedi Fallen Order, and that's all I'm telling you. That was that one. It's going to pull so one was, of those, isn't it? It's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're working on Titanfall 3. Well, that was, nothing to that say was about that, it. Again, that, was, that was that show. I, I, I remember being in the crowd and being like, God almighty. It was the Battlefield 5 like, multiplayer reveal. It was the FIFA Champions League reveal. Like They got the UEFA oh, yeah, license, yeah. Yeah. which is now also like that's... I mean, football's a whole kettle of fish that we don't need to go into at the moment. That's going to be interesting, how FIFA go this year. Yeah, FIFA's um, going to go um, the European Super League, right? Uh... Yeah, big time. <laughs> well, like the, the, the rumblings of that are still going on. Like the, There were news this week that like Juventus, the well, they haven't done that well this year, but one of the biggest clubs in Italy, and the club that Cristiano Ronaldo plays for, yeah. they're being threatened of being kicked out their domestic league still because they won't back down. <laughs> Um, so some of them are tied to it contractually, right? I mean, I think all, I think all of them were in some respects, but like most clubs now have basically said, "Hey, we're willing to distance ourselves from this," and and UEFA have given them all like a fine of sorts. Yeah, um, yeah. right. But there's a handful that won't. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But yeah that that show was weird. Wait, it was also the show where stuff there as well. There wasn't that the big. Anthem it was anthem reveal? stuff as well, but it was also it wasn't even the reveal. It no, was I mean, the, the year where and the the launch or whatever. It was a bit of gameplay, but it was the year where uh, the, the Bioware guys came out and sat on stools on stage um, and kind of talked about it just as much as they showed it. And there was also, I'm trying to think what else was there was that, that the year. that the one with um, Greg Miller was hosting, right? No, it was the, uh, I forget her was name, the, the redhead after? girl. That, oh, Renee. Greg Miller. Yeah, what, Renee what's, something. What's Good Gaming? Lady. Yeah, yeah. So it was that. Uh, it was the yeah that, that year. It was one, indoors. Yeah. It was it was Renee, and uh, it was the year. It wasn't the it wasn't the Yarny two year where the guy like fucking cried on stage. <laughs> it was it was the Battlefront two apology year where the poor guy had to come out and basically be like sorry about Battlefront two. 
Um, and it was <laughs> Those also are the, the worst, man. I'd rather they just ne- they didn't apologize. I, just, I, I would rather they. Didn't. And it was uh, a well, you, know you go and play Battlefront Two now. Decent. Uh, and Sea of, sea of Solitude was the other thing oh, yeah, that was there. Solitude, that, yeah. that was their indie indie game yeah. that year. Which was the game that Jones was trying like, to think of that like two or three podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah, it was. What, which one? You were talking sea of about Solitude. A, oh, Sea of Solitude. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Someone someone said it in the comments, actually, I saw. I th- do you know what? I think you said, I, I can't remember who said it. I think it, maybe it was Chris who said it in the our little WhatsApp group before. If they could say, like, oh, here's a game we're making, and I'd be like, oh, that's amazing. It would probably be uh, Need for Speed Underground 3. <laughs> that was, that was Jamie, yeah. yeah. I, I'd be Jamie? all over that, that as well. Sick. Even fuck it, even if they just remaster like the first two Need for Speeds, like imagine if they do a Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remaster, but with Underground One and Two, I'd be fucking so happy with that. Even, <laughs> but the funny thing about that is, like, and I'd I think almost I'd want forgot- a remake over a remaster for those games. I think, I think you'd fear a remaster. I think it would have to be a full, like a proper remake. Yeah, sure, yeah. I was going to say the funny thing about that is, and I'd almost forgotten this happened. They did remaster a Need for Speed game the other like last year. Just the wrong one. Or was it this year? But it was the wrong Which one. Which one did they do? Uh, I don't even remember it was like now. Carbon or something. It was like the that. one that no, was a carbon. <laughs> no, it was the title they used twice. Like it was the because I always find um, it very confusing. There's one word that's been used hmm. twice. It wasn't Hot Pursuit, was it? Maybe was it Hot Pursuit? I don't know. Why is it showing up? On uh, on um, Thingma Bobby, it is. Was it most wanted? Oh, hot pursuit! It's hot pursuit. It was hot pursuit. November twenty twenty. Yeah, um, yeah. Hot pursuit remaster. That yeah. That I think you're right because that was right. it was used. The title hot pursuit was used no, twice. Mo- most wanted was the title that was used twice. Most wanted was oh. used in two thousand and five, and then again in two thousand and twelve. Oh, okay. And, oh, and just, called the, just called the exact same fucking thing. If I'm right, Most Wanted was the one that came after Need for Speed Underground 2. And it was the oh, no, wait, Jonesy's right as well. Disappointing fucking thing. I thought I've Hot ever Pursuit seen. was done twice. Yeah, no, Jonesy's right. Hot Pursuit was the original Need for Speed 3 in the 90s was Hot Pursuit. Then there was okay. Hot Pursuit 2. Then in 2010, they just made one called Hot Pursuit. And now in 2020, they remastered Hot Pursuit. <laughs> most most wanted was actually pretty good. Most wanted was the open world. Which one? No, mate, most wanted was sh- which no, one? It was the one that came after Need for Speed Underground two. A couple of year, a year, a couple of years. Yeah, after. that was that the was worst the, one. That was the one. Like, no, that was the, the one, one with the was, that was, was the one with the the blacklist, like the list of criminals who are working your way up. No, it was the I one where like, they reintroduced all the cops for the for the longest time. All I remember was it was you had cops after you. It was open world, and you could drive through like obstacles in order to like drop uh, wood logs on the police cars that were following <laughs> you and stuff. And you could kind of cut through. I quite liked it. I thought it was all right. It was but the one with Razor Callahan. It was no, it was no um, uh, Need for Speed Underground too, but it was uh, it was a cool game. But then because then Pro Street, I always say this. Pro Street was the game that just ruined that whole series for me, and I was out. I was like, I'm done. More so than Carbon. Okay. I d- I didn't play Carbon. I was out. Carbon, it was fully annual at this point. It went Underground 2, Most Wanted, Carbon, Pro Street, Undercover. Oh, Undercover. Carbon was before Pro Street. No, Pro Street was the next one I got there. I didn't get Carbon, so yeah. Undercover was the one that was received even more, like, worse than fucking uh, Pro (laughs) Street was. And it had police chases and... Was it the one where you got out the car? Maggie Q was in it. it. I don't know. Pro Street was the one that I took it back to the shop and said, can I return this? It's shit. And she said, you can't bring a game back just because it's bad. And I was like, why not? (laughs) No, it was the run. Seems basic. Need for Speed the Run was the one that had like quick time events and you got out the car. Yeah, Man, 
And, and you know, Need for Speed Heat was a decent game, but that just made some fucking baffling decisions for me. Heat was all right. I th- it was a bit weird. Um, I, I I got off it after that after that fucking mission on that little island on the offshoot island where you have to run this run this course, but then the cops come after you. But it's on this tiny little fucking island. What are you meant to do? I've, I've heard you I've heard you mention that island more times than I've ever probably saw that island playing that game. Well, it, it obviously rubbed I'm... me up the wrong way. <laughs> I, tr- I did think I'd get back into racing games like recently, and I tried to play um, Forza Horizon, which is the one in England. Four. Is it? It's Four. In, yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Oh, is it, is it in Scotland? Okay, yeah, so in the UK at least. So yeah, but it's... Um, and I tried to play that, and was sh- was shockingly bad like cuz John it does it which is which is nice it put me against Steph and and Jamie and other and I had all, all people I know as ghost oh, cars I'll drive and a cars and so I was like oh, okay let's do, and but within the first like few turns I was miles behind um on the on the laps and I was thinking like what is going on like I don't understand this so I was playing it on um my PC through the Xbox Game Pass like app thing yeah and then realised that I actually had a problem that apparently is quite common that means that every time you turn your car when you're using your keyboard, it applies the brakes and it's like a bug. And so I have to... So th- so every time I would turn, you'd hear it go like... <laughs> around every bend, but you lose loads of speed. Um, and it's a really common thing. I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it, so I haven't played it since. That is ridiculous. You get rid of it by playing in a controller. Um, no, I couldn't get the controller to work either. So I had a really weird issue with that game where... Yeah, apparently this is a common thing as well for some reason that the controller because I don't have an Xbox controller uh, so you can use a PlayStation controller yeah. but that wasn't working um, for whatever reason that that didn't work I didn't know and, you didn't have an Xbox one my bad no and then the uh, keyboard wasn't working at all so um, and I've googled it and I tried if anyone knows how to fix that bug let me know in the comments because it was so well, annoying and I really want to play it I think you will, we will know about a Forza Horizon 5 inside the next two months how about that there we go yeah, yeah. but it's not going to be free on Xbox Game Pass is it yeah it will because that's, oh, that's how first part of the games work of course it will yeah. and do you know and do you want to know where it's going to be uh, can I guess what, is it yeah. be yeah I think I think I know Cape Town like the Midwest no. America. No and no. Oh, They'd okay. both be interesting. Russia. No. D- uh, Dubai. No. No. Jonesy's first guess was the closest geographically so far. Canada. Wrong direction. Mexico. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be like Mexico-y and parts of Central America, South America kind That'd of shit, cool. apparently. Can I, can I just apparently. say that South Africa, very uh, criminally underrated area for yeah, game uh, settings. Yeah, but did you hear about the also development? Did you hear about the development of Forza Horizon? setting for video games. Did you, I was going to say, did you hear about the development? They were going to do a like a Joburg expansion for Forza Horizon. Were they really? And, uh, yeah, oh, right. yeah they, they, they were having uh, there were loads of problems, like loads of really buggy features. Like they were trying to work in this mechanic where if you ever braked and then stopped for too long, someone would just try and jack your car. <laughs> and it just, they, couldn't, they right couldn't right. work it out. I, th- I think it would make for an interesting feature. You, you've got to avoid the hijackers. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You can't stop for too long as someone takes your car. Wow. Oh, sorry. I'm they, sorry, they, Chris. That's insensitive they, of me. They bring in getting out of your car mechanics so you can just like stand on the side of the road as they drive off. Yeah, saying, oh my God, please don't shoot me. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, you, what's your dream reveal? Oh, um, I, it, it wasn't going to be this until I was reminded of it the other day when we were having our conversation, but I'll say I would love, love Def Jam to come back. Oh. <laughs> 
2021. I'd love to see the lineup of rappers that a, a new Def Jam game, like a full-on Def Jam game, don't you feel that together. Like the, the new breed of rappers are just not, hmm, not thuggy enough? But does that mean you don't want to see them beat the shit out of each other? Oh, I totally do, but it's like, <laughs> you know, because you know what the problem would be. Maybe you know, this is really you're gonna unfair. get some like mumble rapper like beating this shit. I still, out plus, of I, I still think I still I still think you bring everyone back from before. Yeah, but um, I might. So there was definitely. It seemed to be anyway. There was a thing in the past when we were younger and rappers were a different breed, and they would be absolute monsters. They were like machines. They yeah. No, Jonesy, it was an optical illusion. They just wore baggier clothes. <laughs> no, dude, some of them are were, were diced out of their minds. Like, they were big, big blokes, and like th- that's like watching heavyweights fight nowadays. I almost imagine if you have like Takeshi Six Nine or something. I don't even know if he's if he's probably not even on. Like, wouldn't be in Def Jam or whatever. Um, and then he was fighting another like five five foot three, like 100 pound <laughs> rapper. And it's just like one of those lightweight matches where no one actually does any damage. They just score points and it's really boring. Yeah. I'm looking who I signed to Def Jam at the moment, according to Wikipedia. But like, it's but there are names on here that don't make sense, like BTS and Justin Bieber. What? Imagine if BTS oh, were... That would be like so... BTS versus Justin Bieber. No, you know what? You've fucking opened it up now. I want a, a cake pop brawler. It's like that would be wicked. BTS K-pop versus like would be Black fucking Pink. Sick. Can you imagine? That'd be so good. And it's like Surely the best four thing about that four, is it whatever end, it is. It would end up being like a Dynasty Warriors game <laughs> because there'd be so many people like, on the. No, screen. I reckon it would be like Smash Brothers. You know, like it would be like Smash okay. Brothers. Okay, I'm I'm thinking of like a. Is it like Marvel versus Capcom where you yeah, have to yeah. pick like three fighters and they're always f- jumping in and out? Yeah, or like Tekken Tag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kanye West is on Def Jam. There you go. He's he's not a rapper, but he can. Um, I suppose he kind of is. Yeah, but like when you're looking at like the uh, LL Cool J the, is still the, signed to Def Jam. He was a beast. He was a big bloke. I don't know if LL signed. Cool J was. It, but I'm look. But again, I'm That's looking weird. at like yeah. I'm looking at the lineup for like Def Jam fight for New York, for example, where it was Method Man and Red Man, Ludacris, Ghostface Killer, Flavor Flav, uh, Buster Buster Rhymes, Ice T. Does, yeah, like that's Snoop Dogg, Warren G, Exhibit, like oh, Warren Carm- G, and then and then you had people like Carmen Electra, Danny <laughs> Trejo, Henry Rollins. It's like that. Those were like Bubba Sparks. Bubba oh Sparks. yes, <laughs> Bubba Sparks. Like it, 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 you'd have to do like some kind of like nineties or early two thousands throwback yeah. Def Jam game, I think. But um, Jamie, going back to that um, WhatsApp chat, two two more games that we discussed there that I want to mention. Another mm. fight night could be really fucking cool. Yep. I understand I'd why they haven't do done it, but like just the, the that whole kind of system of having the analog sticks as your, your fucking punching hands, which is so felt so fucking it's, good. Honestly, it? like it's and the other thing is like in boxing terms, it's never made more sense than now. Like yeah, if you want to totally. like I, I think you if you want to make a boxing game at this point, you've got like fucking two to three years to make it other and fucking put AJ and Tyson Fury on the front cover or like you, otherwise the window's gone really. Yeah. Yeah. Like cause boxing's, I think boxing's the yeah. weird place, but that's neat. That's but another conversation. The other one that you mentioned, which obviously on the face Attacks of it, you- of Jake Paul. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, that's not helping. That's not helping. <laughs> I think it's helping in a way. Um, but yeah, another one that we mentioned, which obviously is not going to happen, but it could happen in some odd way is, Another dead space. 
I, I'm yeah. I mean, just I, I th- even if they reboot it or whatever it is, hand it to a new studio or create a new studio just to take care of it, it's not it's not impossible to think that it could be it could happen. But like, I I, I like the idea of a spiritual successor to like Dead Space One, um, but I wouldn't necessarily want to see like a se- a direct sequel for Dead Space. Not not because like that series is a great series, but and obviously, well, the earlier game game and two was all right yeah. but I, I don't think i'd necessarily want to see a continuation no. of that if that makes sense i but i'd be totally up for like a sci-fi um alien horror um like that isolationist kind of yeah, i don't know I'd, I'd, I'd be up for a reboot or even i'd be up for a new story set within the universe kind of thing totally. i see that would work a story in the universe would work but i just i mean like a seat i don't think a sequel necessarily or like would be a way to go, yeah. or, but like or a, or a reboot. Like I don't necessarily think they need that. Like, but uh, yeah, a story in the universe, almost like this is people are going to hate this because people hate this movie. Almost like Prometheus. Yeah, that mm, would work. Okay. So like a Prometheus <laughs> to Alien would work really well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As Chris said, it's in the same universe. It touches on the same topics. It has the similar aliens. It has the similar feel, but you don't have to touch on the same characters. You don't have to touch on the same aliens specifically. You don't even have to show. I don't I think that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. Chris has won me round. Let's, let's have round. Same yeah, no, I, I'm I'm down for it. By the way, since we've been recording, uh, PlayStation have announced two new color schemes for DualSense controllers. Yeah, the red and, and the, the black. Gray. The red, yeah, and the black the black or grey one looks fucking slick as fuck. I've put it in the chat on Discord. I don't know. I, I really like the red one. It's called Cosmic Red and Midnight Black for those who want to know. The Cosmic Red looks kind of like crimsony and the Midnight Black is almost like a uh, a charcoaly uh, black. Bro, I, that, I love that black one for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I don't like the black one. I don't think they should have done it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the least surprising ever I ever heard you say, you bigoted fascist. I don't think they should have done it. They, they went white and it looks cool. The, the system looks cool. The controllers look cool. I almost like the, the the separation, and to do the black one, I'm like, your weak source. They should have gone like um, I don't even know, like a, a red and a green or something. Something. Like, I, I think they should have gone red and grey, man. I think that if they'd gone like grey, grey, like proper grey. Yeah, like like a fifty percent cool. grayscale grey, it would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Because that, you, you're almost getting to like touching the PS1 aesthetic, even though the PS1 was let's say more creamy grey than like a fifty percent grey. But you know, I wonder if the I wonder if the problem they have is because of the blue uh, LED light, they want colours that go with the blue, and so they can't. The Dude, red works by the end. Blue works, by, you get towards the end of this PlayStation works. Five fucking uh, lifespan, and you you're gonna see how many different fucking colours. That's not gonna matter whatsoever. I want my bespoke PlayStation pan, PlayStation Five panels and controller. That's what I want. I want uh, some. Didn't that come? Because that we talked about the company before. It got like sued into. Um, yeah, but then like, Dbrand are doing ashes. it anyway. And Dbrand, when they launched their uh, removable plates, they issued a, a statement to Sony saying, "Just try and sue us." <laughs> I didn't even see that. I'm gonna have to like check that. Do out. they yeah, do plates or do they do covers? Plates, like stickers. Plates. Interesting. So you can buy a black plate for your PlayStation Five. Oh, now didn't... they just make, need to make some good ones. What? Jesus. Joe's on the warpath today. No, Mr. Never Pleased. No, no, no. I'm I'm pleased with what they did with the PlayStation, but I'm like, that. then don't, if they don't make a custom plate that's black that just looks like a PlayStation 4, 3, you, you, 2, 
you just come out with, I want like some bespoke video game branded plates that I can get behind. Basically, what you, you know just what? said is, give me, a you, you just said, give me a cyberpunk plate. I'm, I'm there. I'm happy. <laughs> you think you're the only the one at this stage. Plate. But you're like, oh, good job. You do this. You did this thing that everyone wants, but it's not good enough. No, it's good enough. I mean, come on. who are you talking about now? The PlayStation or D brand? D brand and your opinion oh, yeah, of what they've, what they've just done. done. <laughs> now, what they've done is weak sources. Weak source. I don't, I don't see how it's weak source. Because they've got all they've all they're doing is you can get black plates. Yeah, black yeah. plates, and then you can buy their skins. But just do the skins. Sorry, just do the plates. Just make some cool plates. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, they do. Do, so I to, a, do I have to put the skins on? There's a cost consideration. What? You, Hold on. Do, 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 the, do I have to put the skin on, or do they put the skin on for me? No, mate. You put the skin on. <laughs> Oh, see, no, I don't like it. What, you, what, what, did you want to send <laughs> send your PlayStation off to some random company and get it back looking different? No, he's saying if you no, buy no. a plate and then buy a skin, do they apply the skin to the plate? Oh, exactly. I see. I, no. I want I want them to say to me, we've got all these different game branded or other or whatever branded plates for your PlayStation. I don't care if that's a plate that but, they've made that they then put a, a vinyl skin on. Hang on yeah, but then they're going to design that, they're going to manufacture it, and then five people are going to buy it. Like, it's not worth it. No, no just, but... Look, come on. I don't, think, I don't think the Belfry is going to interrupt the flow of the game. Like, I think you're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I just... I just do, you know what is, do you know what it is? It's like when you want something and you're like, I don't understand why people don't do it. Like, why no one makes this because there would be money in it. And if you're going to piss off PlayStation and say, just try and sue us, like, just make go for it. Yeah, but hold on. You see, because what you're doing is you, you're falling into that trap of saying like, oh, if they just make this, people will buy it. And you're only saying that because you are going to be one of the few people that will buy it. So <laughs> you have it twisted it. in your head that everyone is like you and everyone has the same opinion and, and, and likes and dislikes as you. And you are all on the same fucking line. So that when, <laughs> when D-Brand do release a, a cyberpunk's plate, that you're going to buy it and you think everyone else is going to buy it too. It's not going to happen. And then I'll, then I'll clap and say, thank you for doing what I wanted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, okay, fellas, I've got a comment of the week that kind of feeds into this, all right? And this week, it's coming from Ginger Lou. I honestly don't mind who hosts, as you all bring your own opinions and arguments to the topics being discussed. I appreciate that you have quite differing thoughts on things, which makes interesting discussions borderline arguments. And then Ginger Lou goes on to say, but when Jonesy gets his tinfoil hat on, I'm siding against him. Always entertaining is what often happens and happened in the last podcast is when Jonesy has a misunderstood or wrong point, Jamie tries to correct him in his ignorance and Chris just silently watches and laughs. <laughs> That's not what happened in the last pod though. That is, that is exactly what happened in the last pod. No, no. I was talking about f- designing oh, and feel we go. and the way of making something work. And Jamie was annoyed because it wasn't technically, um, it wasn't <laughs> doing what he thought it should do technically. And those are two different things. Those are two different things. You can have something which <sighs> seems oh, sorry, to act in um, a certain way. I'm just going to reread Ginger Lou's comment here. Jamie tries to correct him in his. Can Chris? Can I underline the word ignorance? Uh, Would that be tampering with the comment? I'll allow it. This I'm gonna, goes, okay, this goes underline back to, this goes italics back to, bold. This goes <laughs> back to people don't mind if Jamie's wrong, as long as I'm loud. As long enough. as, as long as Jamie is wrong and people. 
agree with him, then they're fine with it. Te- we're not talking technically right because when if we're going back to the PlayStation controller, yeah, we go, yeah, we go. We were we were both technically wrong, but people didn't like it. They liked it. They only liked it to be that as we've just said. If I'm not biting. I'm not biting. Can, not can biting. I tell you the only it person matter, who was technically reality, right in that argument? Think about it. The only person that Sorry? was technically right in that argument. This motherfucker right here. Me. Me. I was right, because I'm uh, always right. So I can't remember what you said now. He didn't. That's the point. No, he didn't, did he? He was completely silent. No, I did. Actually, he wasn't on the podcast. Oh, fuck. He it. wasn't even you, on it. You are such a revisionist cuck right now, okay? <laughs> I think he was off diddling himself, so he wasn't well, even off myself. Well, okay. Uh, anyway, but but going on to the point of what happened last week, I got a uh, a message in another group chat, which is the ATG Forever group chat, where... <laughs> Uh, Steph and our good friend Martin Ruffle from Just Interesting are in that chat as well. And they were just fucking laughing at how incredible it was that you guys were arguing for 15 minutes and I just let you at it. <laughs> to the point that Steph goes, in quotes now, no, you fucking idiot, which is what Jamie said to Jonesy. And I, all I did, apparently, was laugh. Can I throw an, uh, can I throw an asterisk out here? Yes, please do. I, so this is 100% genuine and people might not believe me and that's fine. But when I got that message <laughs> that, that said that back to me, I was mortified that I'd said that because I don't, I don't, that's that that's neither here nor there. And so Jonesy, I genuinely apologize that I said that. Uh, not accepted. Wow. Not accepted until you admit you were wrong um, about that about the PlayStation 5 <laughs> controller. Oh, I'll have to go back and I'll have to make a list. And yeah, you can you can say you're wrong publicly about all of them. <laughs> Martin Ruffle um, certainly came to a head when you called Jonesy a fucking idiot and Chris stay, stayed silent for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's funny because I don't, I don't remember Chris I being did. on that podcast. Wow. What, last week? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was away. Now, this, this, this is your face blindness coming out and you just thought I was someone else. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. But yeah, you know what, Jamie? Uh, fair play to you for apologising for that. I didn't think you. I just that was just one of that was just one of those things where I was like, did I really call Jonesy an effing idiot? Like, <laughs> you, did. How, the, but, you had no arguments left so because the no, because, no, because the funny thing is, like, they are they are arguments in the in so much as we are like making uh, like arguing against one another and making different points, but they're not arguments in the way that like we take them seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. and so I'm just always a little bit surprised when like. Because I, because I don't think I don't think I'm getting heated or worked up because I, I know that those conversations and arguments with Jonesy almost take place in a separate part of my brain. So when I'm reminded that I said something that actually sounds a little bit heated, I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Do you, that's, that's, do you know why? Do you know what happened? Which is ironic. Is Jones because Jonesy has this propensity to get under a person's skin. I, I was going to say it's ironic because I class one of my skills as being able to piss Jamie off over things that I don't really care about, but I can just make him get really annoyed about it. And on yeah. the flip side, you've got Jamie, who is, um, you know, it was brought up recently. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, our overcooked, oh, don't, our, don't our make overcooked me feel two, bad. Um, extravaganzas that we've had in the past, uh, <laughs> especially the the particular one that I was reminded of was uh, Jamie and Steph. So I could say that maybe Jamie has the propensity to kind of, um, in your own words, Jamie, see the red mist. And I think that's exactly what but happened last I night. Like to th- I like to, uh, this, this is a genuine question. This doesn't need to happen on the podcast, but here we go. <laughs> you know, why not? You both worked with me for seven years, let's call it. Yeah. I don't, th- do, do, I don't think I ever let that, 
I'm not this. No, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to leave that there. This is just me trying to fucking weasel my way out of believing no, I'm no, not no, an inherently angry saying, person. And, and no, I, no, I, you're not. You're not. Yeah, you're not I am on your side, and you. You never let your temper get the best of you in all the years that we worked on all-time gaming, except for the there we go. except for the overcooked videos, which you know hey, that's that's showmanship. You, like, you can't you can't you put your let, hands let, up. Let, say, let, that's yeah, let, let me put, let me ask a question. Would you say there was a a, a link or a correlation between my uh, my red mist and a camera rolling? Yeah, yeah, of course, showmanship, dude. Jonesy's thinking. Jonesy's thinking, uh, Jonesy's about, thinking about it. Like, he's just trying to remember the the you know the one time. And if you're if you're, if you're remembering basement. if you're remembering a time a camera wasn't rolling, just use buzzwords or keywords. <laughs> so we don't we don't need to be too indiscreet. <laughs> no, no, I would I would say that yeah, there is, there is um, to some degree, but there is definitely more of a correlation between like video games in general. Like I think, but but, oh, uh, I see. but you're very self-aware when it comes to like games and cause you've even we've had conversation before where you've like, I don't really want to play this anymore. Oh, the like, fucking, the he moment, doesn't want to play it's... battle royales with us anymore. Everybody. Cause he's like, I just, I get too oh, into I, it. I, I got a, I got a private true. message from Jamie saying you fucking idiots. If you ever try <laughs> and ask me to play a battle royale game with you ever again, I will come over there and with the red mist, and I will beat you to a bloody pulp. So, do you know what? It, I'll tell you what the problem is, though, because I I have this now. Um, I think I know how Jamie feels because not with not well sometimes video. Are games, you going to say? I hold have, on. Are you going to draw a parallel between us playing battle royales with Jamie and you playing a game with your son? Yeah, you fucking idiot. But no, I was actually wasn't going to go to gaming specifically. I was going to go to like parenting in general when I'm trying to do something with them that they haven't done. Like trying to get my five-year-old to ride a bike. On, well, actually not the five-year-old anymore, but more like the two-year-old. And I'm like, push push the pedal. Yeah, push it. No, no, don't push it back. Push it forward. No, push it forward. Push the pedal. Yeah, you're doing it. That's really good. And I'm like, oh, no, hold on. Now you're going, now you're pushing it backwards again. Oh, push see. it forward. And I, 10 minutes of that must be like what Jamie feels when we're playing okay, like yeah, Warzone. And he's going, Chris, just, Chris, can you get the, Jonesy, no, don't run, don't shoot that. Oh my God. Now they know. Are you silenced? Are you si- <laughs> Have you got ghost on? Have you got ghost on? <laughs> it, it takes me back to the, um, <laughs> where's the meat? Where's the meat? <laughs> this meat's uncooked. <laughs> Where's the bun? Yeah. Oh my god! But, oh. but you see, I think I think <laughs> this, I think you I think you hit on one of the differences as well. Is that <laughs> like with the overcooked thing in particular? You and I, we were playing to piss Jamie off. Like I, I remember there was one time I, I, wasn't. I was slicing. I, don't think I was <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I was maybe not. The, maybe not I was the slicing then. onions and I was just chucking them on the floor and then going back and slicing more onions and chucking them. On the floor. <laughs> oh, uh, and then, okay. But it was a bit. But the thing is, because it's such a, a, a frenetic game. Jamie didn't realize until it was time to get the onions. And all of a sudden he turns around and there's like 10 onions on the floor. And he's like, where's put all these onions here? So I think at the beginning, the, the fun that I, I get out of overcooked that. is just like, you know, making Jamie go all Gordon Ramsay. But so I will say about like me annoying Jamie and, and him seeing the red mist. So when we used to work uh, in an office every day of John Babb, um, John Babb, we'd, uh, we'd start talking about something and I would say things just to get him annoyed. And he would stop and go, you're being a troll, aren't you? You're doing it again. He's like, oh, I'm not getting, no, no. Not getting pulled and into that one. And maybe the difference is, you know, me and Jamie just like to get into it and I start to poke the bear and that's what, and the bear sees red. It's, and it's he, been an and interesting... And then he plays up to it. Of yeah, course he plays course up he to does. it as well. I, I will, in your defence, Jamie, I will say that we have played frustrating games where we have been perfectly fine. One of the examples is Heave Ho. We did very well in our Heave Ho stream when we played it. And, uh, you know, 
Eve Ho was one of my favorite multiplayer streams we ever did. It was so good, dude. I'd love to play that again. It was so fun. An so underrated fun. stream and an underrated game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'd say what one that'd be wicked to play it together in person um, was, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's the Ubisoft um, Trials game where you can both sit on the motorbike at the same time. Oh, right. Trials. Trials. Rising was the last one. Trials Rising, yeah. Was it Rising? Because Jamie and I played that at an Ubi <laughs> event and that was fucking hilarious because it got to the it got it was like brothers sitting there going like you're leaning too far back no it's you i'm doing oh and it was it was great fun yeah. well fellas i think that'd be cool to, to stream the only thing i can tell you is that if if we have any snowballs chance in hell of getting back to that kind of a situation where we can meet up we can play these games these co-op games live we can stream them or we can record them and do a let's play the only way that it's going to be possible is if we have a little bit more patronage that's right. It's that time. It's that segment. We're talking about patreon.com forward slash super show. And that is how everything that you're listening to today is being brought to you into your ears, like the anvil and, and drum in your ears, kind of vibrating, sending those signals to your brain and down into your loins and releasing that pleasure. That's all because of some very select few people on Patreon, who are generous enough to let us keep doing what we're doing. And I am, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Hacksaw Book Reed, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and the big boys, forever, forever tattooed on my testicles, Shellshock, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the dude abides. Thank you all so much, as well as some other names that I have not uh, spoken about because, you know, maybe they didn't want to be have their name on screen. But uh, for as little as $2, you get access to our Discord server where we are on and chat to people. $5 gets you access to some, you know, Patreon-exclusive content of which we need to do more, fellas. Just going to put that out there. True. Um, no, true. But yeah, what you know, uh, maybe we should need to set out some stretch goals. But one thing I would really love to do to you, whether with you guys, whether it's um stretch goal, uh, what's the word, tied into a stretch goal or not, is we got to get we got to figure out how we're going to do a Resident Evil Eight yeah. Village playthrough, Bro. whether it's a stream or a let's play or something. We need to fucking do it. The the Resi thing is burning a hole in my head because like <laughs> I've had. I'm not even joking. Two separate people message me, well, like not with me asking them, yeah. but just messaging me in the past week saying, "Hey, like just so you know, like this Resi game is is still pretty scary, but I actually think you'd really like it." And it's like, okay. oh, for the first time in ages, I'm thinking, oh, would I have the confidence to play this on my own? But I'm not. I'm not going to let myself spoil what could be yeah. um, a very fun playthrough to do with you two. So how are we going to do stars it? stars align. C- currently what I'm... I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't play it on my own. I think the only way I'd play it would be with you guys, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I'm dying to play it, but mm. I want to play it with you boys. And I, I've been thinking about it. Probably the best way to do it is, Jonesy, maybe you fire up that barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay, Jay. I could. Do you know what? On, uh, I was going to say, I could create... I could create a little uh, outside, inside dungeon area where we could play it. Um, but from the 17th, my... can't we just go to people's houses? Yes. Oh, yes, we can. So, so we can just play it like normal exactly. people. Or you guys come over here or whatever it is, and, and, and we just, you know, we, we sit on the couch, 
and we have a, a. It's about it's about twelve hours, isn't it? Right, twelve thirteen something, hours, something like that. So I think you know if we, we could do it. if we recorded over say three days, because I was thinking one. Yeah, but we, one one hit. I mean, the thing is, I can't. I can't what are we going to do? Have a sleepover at Jonesy's? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, like if we just get together, record a bunch of stuff, maybe we don't stream it because, you know, it takes a little bit of the pressure off and maybe we just do a Let's Play. We don't have to edit it. We could, we could do some, we could review some food while we're at it. Oh, what is uh, We could do a couple of like random things, make a whole load of content. Uh, what, can I just digress slightly on the uh, mm. Resi 8 thing? Yeah. Because... Uh, should I say no? Yeah, go on. Why not? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> so, because I want to play it, and obviously the one big, th- but I want to play it with you guys. I don't want to play it on my own. Yeah. But one thing that caught my eye recently um, was about was it Lady Dim- Dim- I can't Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu. Yeah. 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 Uh, because or what the naked co- mod? No, no, no. There was just a cosplay that I saw from Alana Pierce, who I follow. Oh yeah. And on Twitter, and I must admit, I thought, damn, son. So um. What, what do you mean, Josie? J- J- you're such a fucking. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. He's a dirty dog. Do you remember the end of the last fucking podcast? Jonesy, the dirty dog. He's done it again. I'm just saying. I was. Do you know when you people like you don't really you follow people because they're sort of like uh, in the industry and they know about insider stuff. Yeah. They do a cosplay and then they just look like I don't know what's accept words. They look very good. (laughs) They look very accurate in their cosplay. uh, Alana Pierce is a, a very pretty woman. And she I've, does yes. look very good in this cosplay, Alex Jones. She does. You were still a dirty dog. I shared it with pervert, you, so you so can see in the, uh, in the in the chat. The, the thing that the I've never understood look. about uh, Alana Pierce is why she liked a single picture that we once put up on the ATG Instagram. <laughs> it was just a Jamie playing <laughs> a Gamescom. Yeah, it was the true, strangest yeah. thing, dude. It was Jamie. It's not even a good picture. Sorry, Jamie. You, you. No, no. It's a, it's, a, it's such a bad picture that I uh, said I didn't want it to be a part of the thumbnail for the video. Yeah, which is fine. It wasn't the thumbnail of the video, but it, it's not. That to me, kind of feels like someone someone bigger uh, giving some kind of giving a little boost to people who are not as big. Dude, no. But listen, okay, because this was so strange. Maybe. It was Jamie at Gamescom. So at Gamescom, PlayStation had this thing where they had some of these screens on a pillar. And you stand in front of the pillar and you play a game. And Jamie was just like, uh, what was it? Was it medieval? It was medieval, yeah. Yeah, so Jamie was like, oh, right. look, there's medieval. So he literally was trying it out for two minutes. Steph took a picture of him. But it's one of those times where you take a picture of someone, but they don't know you're taking a picture of them. And then they turn their head to see you taking a picture. <laughs> shall, I, shall we reenact it? Yeah, really? yeah, go on. Okay, uh, yeah. This won't work okay, for audio, folks. Let me hold but- I'll take the picture. All right, go on. All right, Chris, if you're if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform <laughs> or on Paisley Radio, you're going to have to find this on YouTube. Uh, I'll keep my headphones on. So yeah, because I think you did name. have some headphones on. Wait, where's the controller? Where's the controller? Okay, yeah. This is great. This is role playing. I could know the picture now. You've said it. I'll, I'll share it with you in a sec. <laughs> Jamie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. And and Delana Pierce liked it. So the only I, do, I would like that. And it's like the only he's, video. It's adorable. I, I just find it so fascinating. It's just weird, bizarre. I don't know. Anyway, that was a slight digression though. <laughs> She's had such a cool career, yeah. man. Like I'd be I'd, I'd well jealous of her career trajectory. I I, I like can, her. Can you even hear like... me? My mic was in no man's no, 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 sorry. Really, really. No man's was I, it just shoved up in your crotch? <laughs> no, not that no man's land. I just mean it wasn't near my face. 
Jesus Christ. She just rammed it down to take the picture. She, Alana Pierce is one who is interesting because I, I like her stuff. I, I liked her for a long time. I like follow her, watch her content now. But she does seem to be uh, more popular and ubiquitous than what I would have thought her career would would lead to. Like she's in... She isn't. She's in cyberpunk. Like she has a an av- like a yeah. She, they, she's got they a used a she's model got a quest of line, Yeah, and they they've got so much. She, I think she's done that for a few games and stuff. Like she's popped up randomly, and it's one of those where I'm like, maybe there's some other stuff I don't know about, and she's like much more involved in the industry than I thought she was. Oh, bro, she, she now. Yeah, so I was going to think we we're going to say the same thing. She's a writer at Sony Santa Monica, presumably now, yeah. working on War. Yeah, relatively recently, like in the last um, year, isn't she? That was that was a move yeah. that she made. I don't think it's like. But nice, no, yeah, which is awesome. Well done. Oh, more pro- mad props to Alana for um, <laughs> getting there, smashing it. Click on that link. That's the video. That's the picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, why are we doing this? Yes, you can actually see if you look at the picture, <laughs> and it is still up on All Time Gaming's Instagram for anyone that is curious for whatever reason. Um, you can see that I've clearly heard someone say my name because I'm looking at the person taking the picture, not the camera. If you look at my <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah. I've also got the, the the Gamescom classic, which is when you get a giant spot in the middle of your forehead right before you go to an event. Um, yeah, just a, just a classic little pick. And you know what the best thing about this is? The look on your face says, Steph, I'm going to kill you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to the Nethernoose, who not only commented on that picture 90 weeks ago, but is still with us today. Hell was yeah. In Chris's, Chris's he, he was chat in chat on he was Twitch in yesterday. The other day. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, it was yesterday. Yeah, um, okay. I'll, I'll give an insight into pictures and stuff uh, behind the scenes because Jamie hates having his like picture taken and stuff usually. So whenever we go to an event and say, "Oh, Jamie, we're just gonna do," it. he's like, "No, come on, man, I don't want to. I don't want to do yeah. that." What do we do? Well, <laughs> well, this well, is just a fucking just Jamie. This is for you. Okay, that okay, yes, that is a good. That is fucking I, a good video. I just shared a video with with the boys of <laughs> oh, the, I, I love said this. Gamescom this where Steph was trying this out is, this. Uh, it's like a pad that you put on your feet to try and give you movement in VR. <laughs> that was honestly, great. I think that was maybe the funniest thing that happened out of that entire trip. <laughs> yes, I mean, the, the, there's other layers of that yeah, story exactly. that we can go we into. Realized, I don't know. If- when we peeled off all those onion layers, it was absolutely the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I'm just trying to see in the likes. I can't see Alana Pierce's like this picture. Oh, maybe she's unliked it. She's um. No, she no. She, I'm looking at it. She's still there. Yeah. She's uh, towards the bottom of the likes. Uh, uh, she's a char- right, weirdly enough. She's well. um. She's uh. She's just above uh an an old colleague of ours who we used to do uh, some agony uncle videos with. Oh right, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right next to that person, if you can see him. Good. It's, it's weird seeing also just oh, like there we go. Na- na- again like names of people who. <laughs> Not to be uh, to be half a million about followers it, but... on Instagram she's got, and she's liked a little old picture of ours. That's wicked. I'm saying, claim to fame, boys. The... Uh, angry uh, no, Joe, Alana, Alana, if you, Pierce. Alana Pierce. If we... you're watching this, come on. Uh, no, I, th- I think it was, I think I think it was a misclick. I think you can so easily accidentally like stuff on Instagram. It's true, but then how did oh, she land can, up? Yeah, on, uh, how did it land up on her feed? She, I well, think she is a secret Jamie fan, and no. she watches everything he does, and she's watching this right now. And she can come on the show and be a guest. It'd be great. Wow. No, she must have searched. No she must have searched like Gamescom or whatever. And then yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, I, th- I think she was probably just looking at the ha- for, uh, ha- round at hashtags. It's just such a strange picture to like. <laughs> I don't know. So I I tweeted one thing. I tweeted one time, and I can't. And Rosario Dawson liked it. What? Like, what? Yeah, that shit happens. That shit happens. I love that. That's, That's great. 
Wow. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Re- Resi 8, boys, we've got to try and make it happen. Please, please, please. And uh, for the yes. people in the comments, let us know. Just give us the encouragement to do it, basically, because that's what, that's what it's all about. <laughs> is that what you're calling it? Encouragement? That, that's the missing ingredient? Yeah, encourage me. <laughs> okay. I've just Yikes. seen, like, okay, go check out the ATG, the Autumn oh, what TV is this? Instagram. This if is the weirdest segment. Jamie, as one of, was it, draw me as one of your French uh, girls. With, like, yeah. a weird cut-out face. Okay, yeah. that's so strange. That's so strange. All right, sorry, I digress. Let's we had a good time. The, we had a good time. <laughs> let's get back to it. Ah, uh, goodness, we're fucking. It, got, it, it, it just made, it, it's enough to make you wonder. Like we were very lucky to sort of like have what we had in terms of you know the YouTube following and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, you look at this Instagram, for example, and things like the picture Jonesy just pointed out. As a result of a relatively small number of like totally like uh, like nailed on uh, hard boiled fans. Who would do something like draw one of us? Yeah, like I dread, but I, I, it makes me think. Like, just imagine what would have happened if we had reached some kind of like crazy fever pitch. Like, imagine if in, this Instagram, great. instead of having sixteen hundred people on it, had one hundred and sixty thousand people on it, or something like that. I, I like, honestly like. I, would I love think that some shit. weird shit would have gone down. I, I love all that shit. I remember the very first time that someone sent us a picture of they drew us, the three of us, like little cartoony style on like a line notepad i don't know if you guys remember and i think they shared it on twitter and i was just like absolutely blown away to be fair we haven't had many people do that but that was that was really cool it was really cool um so weird times. the rails this podcast is going i've just sat here started eating peanuts <laughs> and i was like oh yeah we're not just having a chat peanuts. <laughs> we're actually recording of course of course you're, eating. you're reminding me of the very first time we we did a we did the Super Show podcast, and you came with like a fucking Toblerone as a snack, and and and, yeah. and like Skittles. It's like, what are you doing? But and, hey, and, and yeah, in spite of what I might look like, I was always uh, very against eating. I didn't yeah. even like eating on live stream. I remember back in the yeah. day. Yeah, true. Yeah, but man, crazy times. Um, but I'm glad you brought up the snacks, Jonesy, because uh, someone on my stream yesterday asked about the resolution. To the crispy court. Did, 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 did. Oh. They want to know your verdict. Yeah. So obviously we know where I fall. We know where Jamie falls. But they haven't heard your take on it. When we did Judge reach up Jonesy. for a barbecue at your house, Jonesy, I did bring a, a, a packet of the jalapeno and cheese Walker's Max Crispy Double Dildos. So let me, just re- we- let me just remind myself. So you were like, they're the greatest crisp ever. Uh, Jamie, I, I said no. I said my, my current favorite, and I do think favorite. that they are. Bro, you were eating a bag a day. I'm still eating a bag a day. What are you talking about? So, okay, my judgment is they. The first few were not particularly great, but mm. interestingly, it is a crisp that builds in complexity and kind of stacks, and you have to keep eating. Yep. And actually, yep. they did really grow on me. And I sat there and I was munching away. And the initial kind of almost slightly odd flavors, because it's like cheese and jalapeno, and it's, and you kind of get this weird mix of, um, of is that really a great combination? But then as the heat comes in, as you start to feel the burn, and you, and you eat more of those chips, they stack and they start to get better and better and better. And actually, I will say that, yeah, ha- like halfway through a bag, or however many I actually <laughs> ate, um, they are very enjoyable. Are they they are not. I wouldn't say they're the my f- mo- favorite crisp at the moment or whatever. But, uh, but very good. But very enjoyable. But to your 
to your credit, you are a self-confessed non-crisp fan. I like weird-shaped crisps. I don't like crisp-shaped crisps. You're, you're the monster munch man, is what you're <laughs> Yeah. The, the only point that I would make is I think if we're talking about a fully grown man, a red-blooded male like Mr. Alex Jones, who on this day, I will remind the audience, had yet to eat lunch and this was probably... I don't know. We could have that could have been it could have been two three p.m. by that point for all we know, and we hadn't eaten yet that day properly because we were waiting on the feast that was about to we had, arrive we had some from the barbecue. Then. We had some burros, then we had the chips. No, chips uh, it was the other way around. It was the other way around. And so I'm yeah. going to put the, forward the argument that hearing that in that scenario those crisps quote unquote grew on Jonesy <laughs> is the least surprising thing I've ever heard all day. Wow, you are go. you are clutching at straws, Jamie. Because I don't like peanuts, but you know what? Those peanuts grew on me. <laughs> the more, the more I, alcohol you consumed, yeah, yeah. Funnily I'm, enough, so I'm, I'm gonna. So this is the thing. Who am I gonna side with? Right? Okay, this is tough. Yeah, you need to, I'm, you need to give your verdict in, in an official judge capacity. Come on, put on your, your judge's wig, get your gavel out, and let's. Uh, not like that, but you know. I'm. Do you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do this. This is gonna have to be fair. Okay, whilst. I, I'm not a crisp person, a crisp-shaped crisp person, um, and they weren't even necessarily a flavour I would have gone for because whilst I like spicy stuff, I'm not a big fan of spicy crisps in general. Mm. Um, they definitely grew on me. They were better than I thought they were going to be after I, I ate a fair few of them. Um, those The complexity, the flavours mingled. They were, very, they were very good. They were enjoyable. I think I was having a beer at the time. They went very, very well with the beer. However, that having been said... I have to use the, um, the the judgment of like a, a rational human, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to say a crisp, which is a current favourite, that suggests selection. Would I therefore select that crisp, that packet of crisps, if I went to the supermarket and they had various flavours there? Would I be more like to select them than something else? And I will say, no, I wouldn't. I would still go for some others first. Um, one that jumps to mind is like the Doritos Tangy Cheese. I think I'd rather go for. Um, Doritos Tangy something Cheese? Something like that. I think I would, which is which means that I have to then side, my judgment, my ruling has to go with Jamie, um, <sighs> to be to be absolutely fair. Um, so, yes. A travesty. Oh, but, that, that is my, my but judgment. But the judge has spoken. I have no other choice but to respect the decision of the court. I thank you. It is bullshit, own. and I shall be appealing. <laughs> but uh, uh, for now... I will respect the the judgment, but also, and Jamie knows it, it because as soon as he said tangy cheese, yeah, you're, you're, no, this is a, this is obviously a personal thing. Like I'm a fan of the uh, the so you know, my favorite crisp, and this people are going to now think I'm an idiot, maybe, but um, <laughs> my favorite crisp is the original uh, cheesy Cheetos, like the ones that give you uh, all sorts of diseases. I don't know, <laughs> like the knobbly tangy. Uh, it's not tangy cheese. What is it? It's just cheese. I think it's just called cheese. The um, <laughs> Cheetos that are incredible. They are absolutely incredible. I think that I've never had yeah. them. Get some illegal. Oh, bro, but we're, we're talking to a huge amount of Americans right now who, for them, it's like they were probably raised on Cheetos. Yeah, it's, just, oh, yeah. it's only interesting yeah. for us because they're just, we don't have Cheetos here. But I was raised on them as well. This is the problem because I used to spend. Uh, six weeks of every year in America when I was a kid. And uh, one of the things I'd always look forward to was, I was like, because you can't get Cheetos in the UK. So the second I like landed <clears> in the States was like, Nan, where's the Cheetos? Give me the Cheetos. <laughs> it was the Pizza Pockets, Bagel Bites and Cheetos and like frozen burritos. Oh my God. This is what I lived on for like six <laughs> weeks of every year. The Bagel Bites were good. Didn't you buy Bagel Bites in LA when we were there yeah, a couple man. of years ago? 
Because I, I said remember. you've got to try all this shit, and you were like, I remember that. I, I loved it. So I was like, Jamie, right, we're going shopping, man. I'm going to get all my old the stuff I used to love as a kid, and mate, and you, you were like yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I still remember when when you got sent to the shop, and I think one of your missions was like. Just come back with some shit we've never had before, please. So it's something interesting. And uh, you arrived with, uh, it was Cheez-Its, which were, they were good fun. Um, but the other thing was Hostess Donuts, these like mini donuts. And they, oh, yeah. they, were, they were fine. They were, they were fine. good. Yeah, they were good. Uh, you know what else looks good, fellas? I don't know if you've seen the Go trailer on. for The Green Knight, the new A24 film coming exclusively to cinemas this summer. No. Can I can I throw a controversial thing your way, Chris? Not to kind of yeah. get into the conversation early. Preferred the first trailer, the one from last year. I didn't see that first trailer. I, I had no idea what this was. Uh, so I watched this trailer. Uh, that it, it, obviously the latest trailer that's come out. Man, I was kind of like, I, I don't I don't know why. Like I, maybe because it just came out of nowhere for me. But it, I I just can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what it is. Just a, a very sumptuous looking cinematographical film there that I think I might enjoy. Yeah. I, so I, I'm immediately thinking like the Green Lantern. Can you dissuade me of this? Um, what is it? Is it a superhero thing? It, no, 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 it's no, like no. medieval. Medieval. Stuff. Oh, right. like it's, it's one of those. K-N-I-G-H-T. It's an actual like old like medieval tale about an actual like giant green knight who arrived at like King Arthur's thingamabobby, one of his feasts or whatever, and like challenged all the people there to cut his head off and like... Yeah, it's, I won't go into. Yeah, just, but just I, I remember trailer. reading. I, I had a book about it when I was when I was a kid. Really? Like, oh, cool. Yeah, genuinely, it was a like a story within a, a wider book. I'm gonna have to go and watch the first trailer now and see see the difference. But it was yeah, the I, first trailer showed a lot less and was a lot more moody. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I'm imagining though is the the Black Knight from Monty Python's The Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Knight always triumphs. <laughs> like just chopping bits of him off. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. you never know. That might be the um, the director's cut. So you know, you know, maybe wait for that one. But yeah, it just I'm looks, with you. It just I'm looks with cool you though, in a way Chris, that's yeah. like I, I don't know. I always love oh, I Dev love cool looking oh, cool. cinematography. That's like it's a yes. big draw for me. Sometimes, sometimes the movie doesn't even have to be that great, but the cinematography is really good. Like a prime example, The Cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. That was cool. Looking shit film. film, but a fucking great yeah. looking. And, and another one, and again, like this is one to watch the trailer for if you want a little taster of it. Uh, the Justin Kurzel uh, Macbeth film with Michael Fassbender yes, from a handful yeah. of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking actually reminded me of the of uh, the Green Knight in some respects. You know what the Green Knight reminded me of actually was Hero with Jet the, Li. Ju- the, oh, yeah, okay. wow. Because okay. because like. Yeah. There's, it gets to a scene where the whole color palette, the whole um, lighting scheme and everything that they're going for in the cinematography is like one monochrome color or monochromatic color. Uh, so Hero did that quite a lot. Like you go into a scene where he's recalling something and everything is red, like the clothes are red, yeah. the bricks are red and all that shit. It had a couple of things like that going on, which I don't know. It just looks fucking cool. It just looks fucking well, cool. I think it could, be a, it. I think it could be a banger, dude. Yeah, yeah totally. I think so. I think so. Uh, you know what else is a banger? Dark Souls. You know why it's a banger? Because I've been banging my head against the wall, trying to trying to keep keep going. So yeah, streaming it. Uh, streamed it on Monday. Streamed it on Wednesday. I'm enjoying it. I've upped my stream time because I've got to play more of it. Otherwise, it's going to take me too long to finish. And you know, what? I'm making some decent progress, and I'm getting a lot better at the movement of that game. And I'm enjoying it. And I, I beat. I'm so, I'm so. 
I don't know, in awe of your ability to jump out <laughs> of Sekiro after how long you played that for and go into like another Soulsborne-esque game. Because I think I, I enjoy Demon yeah. Souls, but I have no desire to pl- start playing it. Oh, man, I, it, it's, I think it's just something that kind of, it's a bug that gets you, right? Where right. You, you, it's almost like being a bit of a masochist, isn't it? Where you just enjoy the pain. Um, but it's it, yeah. part of, <laughs> it's got yeah. But part and parcel of that is the the triumph of overcoming those difficult challenges. There's a weird because it's almost I've seen a few people on Twitter recently talking about um, I don't know why it sort of popped up it, it sort of seemed to trend for a while where people were talking about the validity of playing games on easy and were you a quote unquote real gamer if you opt for like easy mode. And there's something about playing a Soulsborne game whereby you're you're just by definition of playing the game, you're opting for like super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because they don't like, have difficulty <sighs> sliders or meters or options, whatever you want to call it. The I guess you could say what a lot of these games do is they have hidden ways to get very powerful at the start of the game that then would make things easier for you. Right. And that would quote unquote be their um easy mode. Because one of the ways is is to the character you choose is like an easy example, isn't it? Whereby if you, certain characters are, are regarded as much harder if you're not used to that sort of game. Yeah, especially. yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that there's any easy characters, but there are certainly. Well, no, maybe that's not true because I guess the pyromancer could be quite easy. Yeah, I know it, with like Demon Souls, people talk about like ranged attacks early on in the game and stuff. And if you can be a mage and you can attack from far away, then you sort of you, it's, it doesn't make the game easier, but it just gives you a leg up uh, at the beginning. Yeah. I suppose, but I'm definitely someone who likes to turn a game's uh, difficulty setting down if I'm really struggling with it. Like if I don't feel like the game is quite jiving and I'm like, "Mm, this doesn't feel quite right. I I don't think there's anything wrong with easy mode, dude. Like even if No, no, I think it's, I think it's a useful, um, a useful thing to have in a game. Yeah. I I guess it does depend on the game. It's kind of going back to that, like really annoying argument that was coming out on the internet with Sekiro. We're saying like, you know, do games need to have an easy mode? Is is it technically going against accessibility by saying, nope, this is the game and it's as hard as it is. And if you can't get it, you can't get it. You know? Um, I like that. <clears throat> I think different games have different cases for it. Like, for instance, if if you're playing a game, like let's say to use a, a, Souls, a Soulsborne-like kind of example, if you're playing a game like Jedi Fallen Order and you just want to get through the story and not be too fussed with it pop that down on easy no fucking problem you know um but then when you get yourself into a game like dark souls i think it lends itself to those kinds of games to be as difficult as they are i don't know that's just me no i, I but agree. The, no I, I agree yeah but myself. like i guess then it comes down to this weird thing of like why should the people that believe a certain style of game or a certain way of playing a game lends itself to the best experience of it determine the experience that other people should be able to have the option to have no because it does does that make sense yeah it, it makes sense the way you're saying it but it it doesn't but the only <clears throat> the only thing should be the game director and their vision if they yeah. want a game to not have an easy mode then that's how you should yeah. try and it, approach it, it right that's yeah. the way i, I see I, I, it. so and that, that's kind of where the whole argument kind of falls apart guess what the dudes at FromSoft, they decide well, we're not going to have an easy mode, then that's the way they want you to play but, the game. But, like, but, 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 okay. I th- no, I, I think the only other caveat is something, to be fair, that you've already mentioned, and that's accessibility. accessibility yeah. And and because it's like that's becoming a – and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I think it's a good thing. That's becoming 
a, a, an area of growing importance to a lot of companies. Yeah. Where like now it's it's a some people might think it's virtual sign, virtual signaling. I don't fucking know. I don't care really. But like a lot of companies are going out of their way to say, hey, look, and there are many different ways and that you can play this game. Look at all the things we're going to do to make this as as accessible as possible. Yeah. Which means you therefore get games that stand out. When The Last of Us Two was The Last of Us Two. And Ratchet and Clank is shaking up, shaping up to be Ratchet and Clank, and the thing sandwiched in the middle of them is Returnal. You're a bit like, huh? I guess it's not a Sony accessibility policy. It's still a developer by developer kind of situation. Because The Last of Us Two, you can turn it, into, like, you can basically tell the game to play itself for you. Yeah, but don't you think that's maybe a a budget thing? Like you, you, the games you yeah. talk, you spoke about are really high budget, and you talk about Returnal coming from Housemark. Yeah. They're not gonna like. They say, hey, here's X budget. But, but, bro, are you going to take imagine, part of that budget to make your game accessible, or are you going to finish um, the game imagine, But imagine the controversy if, like, a return, and, like, we talked last week about Returnal developers <laughs> saying what they wanted to say about Sony. Imagine if someone asked a Housemart developer, hey, why are there no accessibility options? They were like, didn't have enough money for it. And everyone was like, hang on a second, a Sony sort of bankrolled game, not quite first party, but, like, published title. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but and I think they, that's and they, and they and they didn't and they didn't let them. I don't know how much yeah. it costs to have a team work and accessibility. But there could be another way that. of having a game be accessible without altering the difficulty. I think for, for sure, I would have said most accessibility options aren't anything to do with difficulty. Oh yeah, they're, they're separate. They're separate. Yeah. They're like things like, but uh, do you have subtitles? Can you yeah. do? You, can you read it? Can you? T- no, but, like, but how big you, is the color blindness mode? You, how you can exactly, you can, yeah. can you make out uh, friend from foe? How easy can you do that? So it's no, almost but like then, the but then the, thing where they had the color blocking. Exactly, but the Last yeah. of Us also had all kinds of things where it's like, it, the Last of Us was very strange. Where like. One thing I liked about The Last of Us, as an example, was it broke difficulty down into different things. Yeah, it was. So you could say like, I want, sure. I want the shooting, I want the shooting mm-hmm. and my health to be like they would be on the hardest difficulty, but I want the enemy AI to be dumb as rocks, <laughs> and I want the game to go into slow motion every time I aim, and I want the aim assist to snap to people's heads, and I don't want to, I know I want to have infinite ammo. Like The Last of Us, too, you could basically give it all those parameters. Yeah. I don't know if that's Do- the future or, but yeah. I, I really like that. I thought that was a, a great way to do it because um, it because my issue with so the one of the ones that was most obvious to me about how the game didn't play how I thought it should play was um, uh, well, no not Young Blood was it New Colossus um, Wolfenstein New Colossus because it was it felt like it was trying to be a run and gun have a great time kind of shooter thing but then because I don't think the level design was quite on point it, I ended up getting quite frustrated with the game in general trying to play yeah. it on like normal mode so I found playing on easy. Um, it was actually, it was too easy, but it gave me more of the experience that I thought I, the game wanted me to get. Yeah. Now, I think I'd say 95% of games I play, I just play on normal. I'm like, that's that's what I play. I don't play on hard or anything. Yeah. So it's rare that I ever switch down to easy. But I think Last of Us Part 2, I think I did for a section turned the... Uh, I think it was all on normal, but then I tweaked one of the settings, which was how aggressive um, the enemy are. Um, because I right. was... I was finding that the way that they were pushing um, versus me trying to like reload and sort my stuff out, like I was finding it less enjoyable. So I yeah. tweaked that down and then I had a more enjoyable experience for playing it. I think I then after like two levels, I put it back up again because it felt yeah. like, oh, now it seemed to level off and it felt all right. But um, I love that. I think that's a great addition to yeah. games. The, in general. the only thing I tweaked was like in Last of Us 2 in particular was um, more ammo. 
mm. and auto pickups because auto pickups <laughs> right, and, and yeah. like auto, you know, when they prompt you to like mash a button to just instead you just you just press it once or you just hold oh, it or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I always enable those because it's like fuck. I'm not going to sit there mashing a fucking button for what what fucking point? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's, that's a victory for those fucking game design to me. Sorry. I don't know if I don't think I don't, I don't think it's dumb. I think you, they would make you feel like you're the one like prying mash, mash the door. Mash it. I, I, I think just press yeah, I think it's their way of trying to to oh, it's simulate so, it's what's so happening immersive. on screen. I press triangle oh, five times to uh, start this generator. I think that one of the things we're going to see is that developers are going to be less afraid to go off the deep end when it comes to accessibility in a way that like. You have to believe that people are just going to make the experience what what they need. Like one of the, I was watching a preview for Ratchet and Clank yesterday, yeah. right? And they talked about accessibility options, probably similar to The Last of Us. You could probably give yourself effectively infinite health or infinite ammo and blah 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 blah. And they confirmed that it doesn't turn off trophies, so you could get the trophy for completing the hardest, the game on the hardest difficulty, but have used the accessibility options <laughs> as essentially a, a form of, you know, cheats yeah, in, a, in, a, yeah. in a roundabout way. But I think we're going to see more and more developers take that leap of faith based on the trust that, hey, we're making this right for so many people in the process that it's okay if we're making it wrong for some others. Yeah. Jamie, because I yeah. know that you finished the game recently, is it possible that you got a platinum for it or did you miss out on the platinum? Can we guess? <laughs> I, go on. I reckon he did not platinum it. I also reckon he did not platinum it. You're you're both wrong for diff- the wrong reason. No platinum exists. The, ga- the game oh, I finished. The game I finished this week. I was playing on PC. <laughs> oh, there you go. Of course. And course I got a a tiny amount of the Steam achievements for this game because I looked at the Steam achievements. I didn't fucking understand half of them. <laughs> um, Disco Elysium is a very good game, and I think I enjoyed it far more than I ever thought I would. It's also, I, I remember when I first looked at how long to beat and I yeah. saw it was in like the 20 hour region. And I thought like, there's a chance I'm not going to make it like it, it's dense and it's heavy and it's verbose and it's, it's often very funny, but at the other times it, it can seem a little bit kind of, and, and, and Josie, I know you've played some as well. So I don't know if you kind of feel the same way, but it can seem a little bit almost like self-involved and a little bit kind of like, do I need, like, there's a lot going on. Um, but I just kept feeling myself being pulled back into that world and to spend time with those characters, and they are really what make that game in the long run. And I was happy enough with the conclusion. I don't think everyone would have been. I I need to go back and read some reviews, I guess, (laughs) because a couple of years old now, I suppose. Um, But I guess the ending just made me realize, and this is unsurprising, but it's about, hey, guys, it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> like, it's one of those endings that make you realize, like, oh, we were we were investigating a murder, but really, it was about this other yeah, stuff that happened along the way. It's about the friends you made along the way. Literally, I mean, in some cases, literally, it was about the friends I made along the way. Um, a really, it's, it's, to be fair, it's yeah. kind of, um, it does, it puts that sort of front and center quite relatively early on, doesn't it? It doesn't sort of hide the fact that it's the journey and it's not necessarily yeah. what you think you're there to do. Yeah, I, I I had a great time with it to the point where I might do a second playthrough. I think that world is so fleshed out and that writing is so unique and so often funny. There's so much flexibility in terms of what you can do, but also how the world and its inhabitants react to what you do. Um, it really is just a fun playground, uh, you know, wrapped it with a sort of a detective amnesiac fucking <laughs> murder mystery story wrapped around it. I don't know. Yeah, Great, great time. Great fun. What about do you, you know what's less good fun? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. 
Oh, no, you know, Jonesy, yeah, yeah sorry. Jonesy, because you've also been playing Disco Elysium. So, you know, what, I, I, I don't believe you've finished it yet, but what are your thoughts uh, up to the point that you've gotten? No, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm really into it. It's something that I've meant to play for a while, and I think I'm, I don't know how far through I am, maybe like a third halfway through, something like that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a really good time, as Jamie said. It's, um, it's an interesting game. Like, it's, it's very quirky. I don't, it, I don't think I've realised how much of, like, a point-and-click uh, like old school point and click game it would feel mm. um, but with the RPG character um, like characteristic stuff in it and the um, uh, the tabletop RPG elements like the dice roll sort of stuff made it so much more sort of engaging because you, you can really get into the holy shit it's a 10% roll am I going to get it <laughs> like this is, this is stupid maybe I shouldn't even try it um, so what you're you saying throw- Jonesy what you're saying is you really love the fact that in this game, numbers come out of people's heads, except you can't see them. No, numbers don't come out of people's heads. You num- Numbers are on dice on the screen, and it says, look, man, yeah. you've got 10% <laughs> chance of uh, smacking this guy around the face and like yelling at him, or he's just going to kick your ass and leave you on the floor. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll give it a try. And it's it's a strange game. Like It deals with some a lot like political stuff and... Um, it's like post-revolution in a very strange world uh, and you are a very strange character um, uh, yeah. and trying to sort of f- figure out a mystery and find out what's going on and you take on like tasks as you progress um, and sort of give you reason to explore and talk to people. <laughs> but yeah, no, very cool game. Um, s- strange, but like as Jamie said, I think I even tweeted about like, you know you've played too much Disco Elysium when... Um, kuno this kid who gives you so much shit has grown on you to the point where you're like oh let's just go but chat to kuno for a minute and he immediately just lays into you and starts calling you every name under the sun he's such an annoying dude as well um but no good yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to uh the resolution of the story so is this going to be a game that you actually finish jonesy i think it will you know because it is one funnily enough talking about like accessibility and games that you can sort of pick up and play as chris we often talk about like squirrel gaming there is nothing that's more squirrely than a game you can put on get into a chat menu and just walk off for an hour and come back to and it hasn't moved (laughs) and you can go i'll say that and then you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the game sort of there's nothing forcing you to um, i mean there is a clock in the game but there's nothing necessarily forcing you to progress at like any particular rate yeah can, can I make myself sound like an idiot? Uh, more than I perhaps already have yeah, done. Yeah, um, I was just going to like... I was really obnoxious and kind of like I turned a blind eye to all like D&D kind of like tabletoppy stuff because I, I just kind of thought it was for fucking nerds for a long time because I'm a piece of shit like that. Yeah. And obviously like I had my eyes open to it, you know, slowly but surely over the years. And obviously we ended up doing some D&D stuff back in ATG. And like, I guess I didn't realize like the, the Disco Elysium was one of the games that kind of having not played fucking Planescape Torment or fucking, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, even Divinity Original Sin yeah, and shit like that, yeah, yeah. right? Um, I, I'd never played a game that, like, like made so many, like, clear comparisons to me back and forth between, like, no, this is the exact same shit. Like, there's not a dungeon keeper or a dungeon master that you're speaking to, but you're still getting, you're still getting, uh, approaching scenarios and being able to choose wacky options. And the harder it is to do, the you know, the higher you have to roll a dice before you pull it off. And if you don't pull it off, the story goes on and your character goes on. But like, there might be repercussions, and it's kind of really been really cool. 
And like Chris, like I was reminded of your D and D character, and like, and you can't quite get your dick out and piss all over people <laughs> in Disco Elysium, but like Jonesy said, it's a weird game, and there in most conversations and situations there are choices that aren't that far off from what your D and D character would have made, um, and it's just kind of it was interesting, kind of having those parallels. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, it made me appreciate uh, Chloe, who was who was our dungeon master, dungeon master I think I yeah. It when we did um, our little tabletop uh, campaign because it was it was weird so as, as Jamie said like the, the how those games work and how this game operates is almost identical in the way that you have the voice so this, I think playing this game once it had the voice track added because it, originally it didn't have any voice right yeah. it was just the text, just text yeah. so having I think must have added so much to it because having the little voice going like uh, <laughs> you try and grab your jacket off the back of the thing but you stumble and fall over. And, and it's like, that's exactly what a dungeon master would do. And if you fail the role, they would make it fit the story. They wouldn't just go, sorry, you failed. Like they, yeah. they roll with the punches. Yeah. And they, yeah. as Jamie said, this game does exactly that. It says you failed a role, but it's still part of the story and the story progresses. It's not like, it's not like a game where you die. There's a fail state. You reload a save. I mean, maybe you do die and that happens, but I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, it hasn't happened to me yet, but the way that the, your failures and your successes roll into one but also if you pass a check if you roll the dice and you get yeah. you know it's not necessarily a good thing yeah, like, yeah there's, maybe exactly, there's some yeah. shit that you shouldn't have done or or it leads it it, it's like it's good for that instance but the very following instance it just opens up another avenue yeah. where you just fuck yourself over like whatever it may be i i i know one check that you can get to within the first 20 minutes of the game that if you pass that check, you will just get a game over for what you have just done. <laughs> I think I know um, which one you're talking about, yeah. Which, uh... <laughs> it, 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 it involves using someone else's gun to shoot someone very annoying in their face. <laughs> Let's start to say that. And when you do it, you just get like, it's basically the game overs are like newspaper headlines. So it'll oh, be right, like yeah. fucking like alcoholic rogue cop shoots <laughs> 12-year-old kid in the face. <laughs> oh no, not Kuno. <laughs> <laughs> it was at, it's, that's actually the thing it was not Kuno oh, mm. it's the one who's worse <laughs> yeah wow. exactly okay but yeah Jamie like uh, I, I, before we went over to Jonesy and his take on Disco Elysium I feel like you were gonna mention another game I was, I was gonna say um, I, I have played some more Returnal mm. um, and I just haven't played that much of it uh, oh, come on uh, but, but I, I was able to do one proper run okay uh but it, enc- it encapsulated the 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 the, uh, the the highs and lows of returnal as, as luck would have it um i was playing returnal to pass the time before we started playing warzone one night and i still hadn't beat the first boss for people to remember from last week yeah beat the first boss on this run and then my friends start coming online fright yeah. yeah exactly uh shouldn't have taken me as long as it did to be fair it wasn't that hard i just had a bit of trouble with some of the reads on its third wave uh, but got there in the end. And then people started coming online and the party started and I joined the party and I, I remember saying to them, like, I'm just going to die and then I'll jump on. It's, it's all good. Like, I'm, I'm chilling. And just kept going through the second <laughs> biome and the weapon proficiency kept going up and my health kept going up and I would nearly die and then I wouldn't die and then I just kept going and all, before I knew it, I was fighting the boss of the second biome and I beat it first time and I was like, huh. And uh, they were like, what's going on? It's like, I haven't died yeah. yet. I'm in the, and, and, and there's nothing worse so, than having to give up a good run, right? Yeah, and but but uh, to I get to the bottom, people are going to be disappointed in me, and I apologise. But that's what I did. Oh, I, you know, I was midway through the third bio, and I, and I just quit on the basis that like 
I killed two bosses that I wouldn't have to fight again, and I knew obviously you have to you know re, like track back through old biomes, yeah. and uh, like it would take me a while to get to the boss of the third biome. But I thought it's not the end of the world. I was still happy with my progress. Yeah. Um. um but yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's 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 a very good game. It's a very good game. I just wish, as with a lot of things in life right now, that I'd been able to give it a bit more time thus far. Especially with fucking, you know, Resi came out, Mass Effect's about to come out, like, shit's going, popping off, and I just, I've played Returnal three times in two weeks, it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but that's life. Yeah. That's life! That's life. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get it though, like, I, I installed Scavengers, right, which is that PvPVE kind of um, oh. battle royale thing. Yeah, because all the stuff I've seen on it just looks fucking cool, and I just want to try it out. And it's free to play. It's an early access, but it's free to play early access. And when it launches, it'll be free to play as well. And that icon has been sitting on my desktop for just over a week. Haven't even launched into the yeah. game. Every time I get a spare moment to man. play some something, I'll be like, "Hmm, I'll play some Apex or I'll play some Dota." Or if it's time to stream, it's like Dark Souls. There we go. Well. J- do you remember this is what Jonesy was saying last week that he's like deleting the pick up and play games from his life so that he's forced into and playing I said it narrative. Last week, like, it's a good fucking idea because yeah, that's that's the only way you're going to get through your backlog at this at this stage. But yeah, anyway, I, I get it. Yeah. Oh. Jonesy, did you play anything else this week? Uh, I didn't. I didn't play anything else. Although I did, so I was did get something that I actually read through, and then I was going to mention because I thought it was cool. And it's one of the first times ever that I bought like a first edition of something. Yeah, and I've even got it. I've even got it right here. This is the uh, the Berserker. Oh shit! What comic that? book. That's the um, Berserker. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the Keanu Reeves one. Yeah. Is it good? It is good. Um, I'm not like I. I've always read like graphic novels. Um, yeah. Since I was a kid, Berserker. but I've never and I've read like some comics, but I've never been one to like get a comic and stick with it and kind of go with it through the whole thing. But um, I can't remember where I heard about it. Maybe Keanu Reeves was talking about it, and I'm a bit of a Keanu Reeves stan. Yeah. It was. So it was, was on like, a Kickstarter, you know so maybe you saw like a Kickstarter newsletter or something. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was on something like that, and then it was. Uh, it was fan kind of funded, and it came out. Um, and there's a place that I already order stuff from that I have like an account with, loose like a comic book place. Yeah. Um, near where we used to work, actually. Uh, and so what, I. Forbidden Planet. Exactly. There Forbidden Planet. Shout out. Um, so I'd set up a subscription to get um, Berserker, but and I already had a version, right? Yeah. That would cost me like nut. It was so cheap. It was like £2.50 for like the first one. Um, but it was like one of those blank cover variants. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, let me get that. And I thought, okay, I don't want to... But then I hadn't actually read it. And I was like, okay, I want to get one with like a proper cover as well. So I now own two copies of the first edition. Um, but I finally sat down and read the first first copy, first edition. And it was cool. And I liked it. It was really good. Um, and nice. I've already got the second one as well. So I can... Because um, it's been out for a few months now. Yeah, it's going to be in so, three parts, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. So um, I, ne- I don't know. I need to look into it. But the third the third part is uh, on its way, yeah. I think. I think it's think messaged it me to say it's already parts. on its way. Um, yeah, it is three parts. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. It's um, interesting, an interesting setup. And it's cool because it's based on Mr. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's yeah he's got the option for or optioned what's happening or whatever it is, but they're going to make a, a film or series on it. 
Yeah, it's, it's one of those you can tell there's going to be more. Like, it's got Keanu Reeves tied to it. It's it's setting yourself up. This is kind of story that you can absolutely... <sighs> what like a waste of time. Dude, there's he should spend less time making fucking comic books and more time doing post-production on The Matrix 4. <laughs> it's taking too damn long. Guys, on, on the Kickstarter for a tier 10, the highest tier that they've got, which is sold out, by the way, that tier itself is $2,499. Just that tier. But I, I didn't sign up for the Kickstarter. I signed. I just bought just it when bought it was it, yeah, um, yeah. when it became available. So that's the hot, trendy thing to do. Yeah. What kick on the Kickstarter? Yeah. No. Just don't don't, don't Kickstarter. Kickstart, just wait, wait and see what happens. Out. And then, oh, like, well, like, that's the smart play, right? Just buy it when it comes out. Yeah. Because yeah. if you if something just launches on Kickstarter, you're like, I'll back that. That sounds really cool. And it's like, yeah, that's it's coming out in two years' time. You're like, oh, really? I remember one of my, <laughs> you have to uh, wait so long. My friend Paul, he um he backed this thing on Kickstarter, which was for phones. It was a little like nubbin, like a little button that goes into your, um, your auxiliary port, your mic port on your cell phone. And it's a little clicky button that you can program to do anything. Right. Sounds pretty cool. But at least it sounded cool when he first backed the thing. And then (laughs) it didn't, it didn't come out for like two years time. He completely forgot about it. And then one day he just got this package in the post, like, not even joking, two years later, I think it was called Pressy, like press button, Pressy. And he was right. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, he got it. And then I asked him what he thought of it. And he's like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's so it's weird as well, because obviously technology and stuff moves on so much in a few years. Yeah. So something that seems like a good idea back then is, is going like, to, even two years ago, is going to now seem maybe like a bit redundant. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking now at like the the t- most funded Kickstarter project of all time, trying to see where the first one is that changed my life in any way, shape, or form. Like a smartwatch that I've never heard of, a cooler that I've never heard of. What's the it's one? A- there was a there was a water bottle that was supposed to, that you have that this empty, which is solar powered, which fills up with water by taking it out of the atmosphere, <laughs> or like the, through you know condenses water in, oh the, in the air, moisture in the air, mm. and fills up your water bottle and is powered by like solar. And it was, it got massively funded. It was going to be everywhere. And I watched a couple of YouTubers who were like scientist YouTubers who were like, "This is horse shit. <laughs> this isn't possible. Like you can look at the amount of power you can get on a tiny solar panel and how much energy it takes to condense moisture and like these countries and the humidity levels and blah 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 blah." blah. And you put it all together and you're like, this doesn't work. And they'd been funded to the tune of millions. I can't find a water bottle. I might have gone past it, though. Uh, one of, it, one of the best that was bullshit was uh, Solar Freaking Roadways. Oh, yes. I remember those. Was that actually kickstarted, though? Because it, I'm not so again, that's another one I haven't seen unless I've missed it on the actual... Was that not kickstarted? Kickstarter? No, I think that was just a news article. It was like, hey, here are these uh, is modular... They were like modular tiles, but they were meant to be as durable as tarmac, but they were solar panels. And they were glass, because you could see through the LED, because yeah. they had lights underneath. But then did you ever see the installation of it? Like, they actually put some in, in like a town centre. Yeah, because like they were Canada just hexagons, right? And they're just kind of like locked into each other. That, exactly. And they put them in, and they couldn't even take like foot traffic. <laughs> and with some rain, they were all fucked, and half of them stopped working with inside of like uh, a few months. And people were like, how would this work as a motorway? It's going to get destroyed. Yeah, in like five uh, minutes. It, it reminds me of like Coney 2012. Oh, God, Coney 2012. Fucking Jesus. hell, that was nine years Crazy ago. Shit. Bad. What? Yeah, time flies. What? But that's it, that's me for this week. Do you know what else was nine years Just ago? No, what? 
the beginning of the biggest, fakest video game crowdfunding project of all time. <gasps> Shout out to Star Citizen, yeah. the game that will ever come out. That's that is. Yeah. To, I wonder. I wonder how much. I haven't looked into it like this year in 2021, but um, they were having a real rough time of it last year. Uh, I think I, they should. They shouldn't be having a rough time of it ever with the amount of money they've got. No, but the, this, we've discussed this. This is the like you think that their product is not coming out. Their product is out. That's their product. Their product is having an early access game. Their product is not a finished thing. Funding funding exceeded three hundred million dollars in June of last year. That's see, over a year ago. No, see, they got a, no, into, over a, about a year ago. They got into a weird thing. Maybe we should make it like a, we should make it a Patreon special. I'm we'll waiting for it, your fucking video, dude. Well, I don't, I don't even know if that's if the video is going to ever get made, but um, I think we could even do like a thing where we do a Patreon podcast and talk about an it. Expose. Interesting, an expose, because one of the interesting things known about fraudsters, <laughs> Robert was, Industries. Uh, well, last last year, or or I think it was last year, they included um, sponsorship from a backer who actually put like seventy five million dollars or something into them um, as their part of their funding. So they said, this is how much we've been funded to the tune of, and they included the 75 million. Um, the interesting thing was the 75 million was from a company who already own a shitload of Cloud Imperium. And if they hadn't put the 75 million in, they would have literally struggled to pay the bills. Like, because they have so many people working for them spread across the world, their outgoings are so high that they, it's, it's literally possible that in not too long, they will go bankrupt from Mate, the, the funding that I've looked at. You, you know, you, you talk about... Stuff. YouTube titles that are imminently clickable. And maybe I'm wrong on yeah. this, but how, how's this? Uh, oh, fuck, I've lost it now. <laughs> put it, remind good. me, text it to me, and we'll fuck it, we'll make the video and we'll put it out. How Cloud Imperium go bankrupt. No, it's like how, like how to make how to make a never-ending game or some, some shit like that. I, I don't know. It's like, I had it in my head and it's fucking escaped me now. So I'm getting but, old. Um, it's, it's super interesting and you look at the finances and you look at how they've gone and how it works and it is, yeah, is that, that whole situation is, uh, it's really interesting. It's also dire for people that have backed it and expected the game to come out. Like I want, how long now since like Squadron 42 was supposed to be out, which is the, uh, the standalone single player element, which was supposed to be tied to the persistent universe, which we're never going to fucking see either. Yeah. Like they, they, the roadmap, do you remember they had a roadmap to a roadmap as well? They did that old thing where they were like, We've got rid of the old roadmap because it was not true. We're going to have a new roadmap to show you when the new ro- the real roadmap will be released. You're like, well, what you've got? Okay. Yeah. But this is it. It's, wow. because, it's because their business is to never release the game. That's the only way they're going to make money is by keeping the, the, the hope alive that this game will come out. But- See, I think if they release like- the game as promised, they would be fine but I don't think they can do it. Nah, it's like OnlyFans models whose bi- whose business is actually to never show nipple. <laughs> Jamie's hurt. Uh, like, Jamie's if you think hurt. about it, like they re- no, they, they realise the money is in never giving people what they th- actually think they want because they don't want it. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? We talked about, like, was it was it you guys we talked, I think we were talking about this years ago and we were saying the real way to, and this is pre-OnlyFans, we were saying the real way to make money from like dudes online is not to be like a cam girl who just goes mental on herself in like the first video, is to over time gradually kind of be this, basically be Belle Delphine, but don't do the Belle Delphine thing of going full porn. Like keep it going for longer yeah. and longer and longer and drag well, the, the Belle Delphine thing is interesting because I think she just got into what she got into because she wanted to, not because she needed to. 
Yeah, oh, she, yeah, she was loaded already, right? She yeah. could have made. made but that, that's money. exactly the reason why fucking hot tub streamers are such a big deal on Twitch at the moment, right? It's like they're not showing anything. They're being provocative, sure, yeah. but they're not showing anything. But what they're what they're selling is a, a, a level of interactivity and focus that let's say you you cannot get on you know a streaming website. You also, I think, you the problem is in most Twitch streams the the people playing the games are there to play games they're not there to show you look at my tits and ass in a in a bikini like, mm. i think <laughs> you, the, you haven't gone to the just chatting segment in, in twitch <laughs> for a while have you no no but I, the game but the gaming the gaming stuff like yeah. I, there was a um, there was a gamer who said uh, streamer who she was annoyed with the hot tub streamers be, specifically because people would go, apparently were going to the hot tub streaming stuff watching that then going to her channel and going how about you show a little something <laughs> And she's like, Jesus. how about you go fuck yourself? Yeah. I'm playing like Warzone or whatever. I'm not yeah. about that. Like no, Jonesy, it's Matt. They will, do, they will do a hot tub stream where they're in the bikinis, right? And they are straddling is the only way you could say it. A very phallic looking Lilo, all right? And then they do like- How do you get a phallic looking, what is it? Like mate, a, a banana. Yeah, a banana. A banana. A banana or yeah. like a, a, a very penis looking horse. I don't know what to tell you. Just look at the thumbnails, Steve. and uh, and then they do and then they do tarot card readings. Like this is the state of. Do you of, know what angers me more than anything? Yeah, I don't, is the, the fact that they're doing tarot the, card readings. This is the state of Twitch. Um, just chatting. Yeah. It's, it's mental. Some I, it's mental. I heard some people speculating this week. They think that they could be an apocalypse on the horizon because the difficulty uh, for the situation that Twitch have put themselves in is they're not banning these people, yeah. so they're clearly stating that. Although the terms of service has strict rules around sexualized content, they don't believe in twit their eyes, Twitch this is, that uh, hot tub streams are sexualized content. But based on how old you have to be to make a Twitch account and to start streaming, Twitch are essentially saying that it would be completely within their terms of service for a 13-year-old to do a hot tub yeah. stream. And it wouldn't be against their terms yeah, of service. Was an interesting so someone, a tweet went viral this week being like, the adpocalypse will happen when a 13-year-old <laughs> fucking does a hot tub stream. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's the, the, but this is the problem, right? It's, that's a te- so the technicality of going, also the bullshit of saying this isn't a sexualized stream, is yeah. a, is irrelevant when your ad revenue comes from companies who want to advertise to people with money. And the problem is the only people watching your content are thirteen year old boys <laughs> because they're getting off on hot tub streamers, and they don't have any money. They're a demographic that don't spend yeah. any money. Especially yeah. not on like the sort of stuff that people are, um, have got on Twitch outside of like games that they can bug their parents about. Oh, so dude. the problem is the advertisers will t- will take a nosedive in the sort of revenue that you can get yeah. on Twitch. Twitch will realize, oh, actually letting people do this is a, was a bad idea. So we need to get the more expensive companies back in with the more expensive ad revenue. So what do we need to do? We need to sack off all the top tub streamers because <laughs> it is sexy content yeah. for kids. But but so so yeah so Jamie's right they. Twitch isn't really viewing it as sexualized content to go against their terms of service. But there's a very interesting take from a World of Warcraft streamer, probably the most uh, well-known World of Warcraft streamer, which is Asmongold. He's a weird dude, but he makes a lot of sense with a lot of the things that he says. One of the things he said is, if you don't think anything is sexualized, here is a, and you kind of touched on it, Jonesy and, and Jamie. He says, here's a very easy kind of litmus test, Okay take because he he at the time he was doing just chatting and he was showing the the that the just chatting front page and they were like 
five hot tub streams with women straddling phallic looking lilas. I'm going to check it now. Oh, yeah, you are, buddy. And um, research. And his whole point was take any one of those thumbnails and replace the woman on that hot tub in that bikini with a 13 year old girl. And, and, and then it's like, if you still think that that's okay, then you have an issue because that is definitely sexualized. I I agree with that like completely like that would be messed up. The only problem I have with the only thing I think might get tricky with that kind of justification or that way, that litmus test is okay take like a whole load of probably majority fee not not majority of them but take a whole load of streamers yeah who on Twitch who are female look at their thumbnails or like of their streams and then swap it with a 13 year old girl and i think you'd have run into some real issues with like just even down to like what are you allowed to wear on twitch you see what i mean yeah but it's, you could it's, get it's into a, a very weird it's, position. it's a lot less so i i get what you're saying but if you look at some of these just chatting things it is like like some of the uh, normal sitting in a room and the way that they are is a little bit more overt than say women in a bikini in a hot tub straddling a you know Oh, funny. Like, this, oh, no, I get, I, get, I get what you mean. This is very mean. interesting. I'm, just, I'm, I suppose- I'm on the just chatting front page now, and I'm not, I'm uh, surprisingly, for the first time in a very long time, I can't see any hot tub streams. So, color me impressed. There are, there are, there are some, uh, some low cut yeah, a little bit further down. There's, there's a hot tub streamer with 1.4K viewers right now. Okay, we, and yeah, 1.4. One. Bathtub stream plus singing for you. That's crazy. It's getting, Twitch is weird because it's like, it's, it's obviously now, there's, the just chatting is so huge. Uh, that I suppose you have to say, do they want to become a rival to something like, you know, YouTube live stuff? Do they want to move away from video games? No, but this is, this is where you're it? wrong though, Jonesy, because they're not a rival to anyone. Everyone is, everyone who's doing streaming is a rival to Twitch. And this is probably where the problem comes in. But, but to Twitch, what I'm saying is, do, does it get to the point where the just chatting becomes bigger than the video, than the streaming, the game streaming? Yeah, the just chatting has been bigger than... That's already, that's already happening. It's, it's happened. But, uh, dude, it's happened. It's, it's right, 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 right now, in terms of viewers, just chatting is twice as popular as the next biggest game on Twitch, as the, the very yeah. second. But then, but if you took, say, just More chatting... More than twice. It's always. It's, it's been, Jonesy, it's been like that for such a long time, dude. But what I'm suggesting is what happens when just chatting on its own is bigger than every other oh, right, okay. category of thing on Twitch. So just chatting is 51% of every eyeball on Twitch. Interesting. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then you say Twitch say, actually, video gamers as a market on Twitch have gone have shrunk year upon year. We forget video games as our main focus and we actually go into like live streaming loads of different things and we take just chatting and we expand that into multiple brackets across like, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Um, that, I mean, I could see that happening in the future. Yeah. I, I tell you what, a lot of this stuff makes me feel, and this happens every time there's a drama or a controversy on one of these major platforms, and it, especially when it starts to involve advertisers or potentially damages like the revenue or the long-term sort yeah. of potential of... It just makes me glad that although we are still some respects tangentially tied to different systems and platforms and need them in some respects, like, hey, like if there was a YouTube adpocalypse, it might affect my my income. Yeah. But the same, but I'm glad we're not tied. I'm glad our our well-beings aren't tied to them is what what I'm thinking. In in the same way some people's must be. Like there must be some people have heart palpitations every time there's a rumor about something happening. And it's like, we're not there at the every moment. Time, and every that, time they see a, a news headline and it says, uh, popular, popular YouTuber PewDiePie, and you're like, mm, sure, what is yeah, it done I mean, now? 
<laughs> but and I, and I know in some I know in some respects like people want to get there, but it must just be a very scary place to be once you're there. Especially if like imagine, dude, it was scary. And, for and us this is another rabbit hole. We fucking lived through two well, apocalypses. This that's the thing about our ATG is like we, but we we. Yeah, I know, directly, I know we can't get too much. Didn't, we didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. But like uh, the one of the worst, the, the more, probably one the of the hard. It matters in the long run. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, and it affected us in the long run. But I, I was going to say one of the weirdest or and strangest and scariest places to be right now, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Twitch, is to be in that middle ground where, let's say, you're a Twitch streamer and you make twenty grand a year. And you say to yourself, like, I'm a full-time Twitch streamer, but, like, the chances are you're not saving significant amounts. You might not yeah. be able to build up enough to, like, get on the property ladder and so on yeah, and so man, forth. So, like, those hot, yeah, those you're full-time. expensive to build, dude. Right. But it's just, like, you don't know what's going to happen to that platform. You don't know what Twitch is going to look like or live streaming is going to look like in five years, ten years, because all of this stuff is so recent in the grand scheme of yeah. things. You don't know what revenues can look like. You don't know how much money you're going to be making. You don't know if you're going to stay relevant. That's why they say diversify, oh, dude, there's, James. There's, diversify. You're, you're so right. There's a generation. It feels like there's a generation of people that, have, that are making um, like minimum wage online. And when it all comes crashing down, they're going to turn around and go, like, I've got nothing to show for it. Because like, if, if you're a gamer... Oh, sorry, go on. There are going to be people in the future who go to companies with the resumes or CVs. They're going to be in their late 30s, their 40s, and they're going to be like, sorry, what was this 10-year gap? And they were like, I was a Twitch streamer. And I'm like, oh. Imagine, and imagine then you're like, well, what sort of get, what did you stream? Like, oh, uh, I was a hot tub streamer. I used to do tarot and wear a bikini. And, like, <laughs> and you're going for the role of, oh, you want to be a, a, a cis sales clerk? Okay. I'm um, <laughs> not sure that's relevant experience. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it is it is a bit um, like and like you said, if you're earning sort of twenty k, then you're not putting anything away, you're not saving anything, so it's not like you're going to come out of it with money to invest or like yeah. a, whatever else. That's what some of those some of the OnlyFans stuff. I'm like, get it? Like if you if you know you've got a limited amount of time. Oh yeah, dude, totally. If, if you get, get you're paid, it, then get paid now. Hard on it for the next six months, two years, and just fucking capitalize. And while you're doing that, look at your exit strategy. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, there totally. was. It was what you were saying about like uh, people showing the nipple because I saw a, <laughs> there was a story. This is the most ridiculous story like I'd heard this week, which was um, ba- uh, bad. Is it bad baby? I don't know. How you say it. B H A D. Bad. She was. She was the get. Uh, cash me outside. Yeah, cash oh, me yeah. outside. How about that? How about bad, that? Girl? Bad Barbie. So apparently, bad Barbie. Bad, bad, bad Barbie. Maybe I don't know. Something I can't remember. But she, you're like, oh, what could it be? I have no idea. What could it be? I've never heard. I'll Google it. Never heard of her. I'll Google it. No, I know who she is as the Cash Me Outside girl, but I don't know who she is as like a... No, I know. know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, Oh, yeah. bad. So, bad baby, right? So, she apparently has OnlyFans. And then this week, I heard that she... I love the way you put the word apparently in there. I don't know who she has. I don't know if she's got OnlyFans. How do I know? You know what Jonesy was doing? He was looking through his OnlyFans, like, front page. And he's like, hmm, apparently she has Oh, apparently. Who's who's the bad baby? I recognise her. No, but so this is, a, I don't know if she start, signed up to it recently. I guess it must be really recent, like this has only just joined it. Oh, here you go. There's news stories. I've typed in a name and there's news stories about OnlyFans popping up. So apparently she did a, who's the, who's the Disney girl who did the same thing? She creates an OnlyFans. People log on. She makes a million dollars in one month um, on OnlyFans. And then people go, what is this trash? You're just standing around in a bikini. Yeah. Or, you know, you're not showing anything. Which meant that she then 
messaged all her fans to say, and she must be like 18 at this point because she was a kid when she did the Cashmere yeah, Side yeah. thing. She, um, she then messages her fans to go, don't worry, the nipple is coming. Like, just wait for another month. Because she's just <laughs> yeah. waiting for the tick over of the resubscriptions. She gets another million. Smart. Yeah. And then she's, and yeah, what's she going to do? Dude, Pop yeah. out one nipple. And people are paying for that. It's all about the nipple. People keep paying for it even if she never releases the nipple. That's, that would be... That's the sad thing. Well, that, that, like, that's, the thirst is real. That's the thing the about those, is real. Those... Subscribe to the Patreon for Super Show. $2. Get on our Discord. Jamie, Chris, and I will show a nipple if we reach the scratch goal. No, I'll, I'll say... Here's, here's, my, here's my PSA. Whether it's the, our Patreon or anyone else's. Don't do, do shit. That bad. Don't don't get your credit card details out when you're horny. <laughs> oh, never yeah, get yeah, your yeah, never do anything with your credit card when you're horny. <laughs> Just fucking wait till you're not horny and then think it through. Please, for the love of God, don't put your credit card details into any website on planet fucking I love Earth that. when you're I horny. I love that because there's there's some some first hand knowledge there. Uh, so, I, I, for full full transparency, I've never I've never put, signed up for an OnlyFans. I've never, but like I've gone down some rabbit holes when it comes to uh, how's it could frame it. Trying to find workarounds Hookers. to attaining content that would otherwise be behind a paywall. Uh, um, right. yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I've gone down those rabbit holes when I'm like, I just spent half an hour trying to find like trying to bypass this, that, or the other, and trying to not sign up for this shit. Um, and like. Uh, this uh, instead of spending uh, this could have been over 27 minutes ago <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. I did that no if you'd just I, gone I to just, a different bizarre, tab it would have been all, all if over if I'd just yeah gone to a different tab and just done what I should have done from the beginning and the second I'd done it I'd have been like the fuck was I thinking it's fucking ugly more, no I'm joking get my wallet out for that like I, for, I she's, she's a fucking six like I, I don't think I don't think the idea of OnlyFans or like uh, any other cam, like the traditional cam stuff, is that weird if people do it as like a profession. But when you're talking about some celeb who's on a TV show, who's now 18, who's wearing some like bikini, like what are you doing, guys? If you're going to put your money into somebody, put it somewhere like I don't Those know. I'm, I'm just being a grumpy old man now. I'm just being like, there's there's a whole load of um, well, there there is some you know, cynicism that goes hand in hand with these kinds of things. Especially, maybe I don't know what these especially kids are doing. when uh, like. B tier and below celebrities are involved. But yeah. who was the Disney girl? I'm gonna have to look that up. Who was the Disney girl? Jesus Christ! All right. Anyway, no, what, she was the one who made. She made millions, didn't she? While, while you look that up, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. That was her. She was the Never one who broke her. OnlyFans. She made it so that they had to change the way they price it because she lied about what she was going to do. On oh, camp. and then didn't she say like, the, yeah, like her entry ticket was, was like thousands or something. No, but she said it was for a documentary, and it was oh, complete yeah, bullshit because she got caught out. So she said, "Oh, it's a documentary." Yeah. But she made two million dollars or something in one month on OnlyFans, and everyone then did a back charge thing to say that That's this me. was mis-selling. Yeah. Mm. yeah, That's the modern day version of it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just making a documentary. Sorry, anyway, it's an expose on on society. All right, fellas, you know what else is an expose? On Ubisoft, their earnings call, because we found out a lot of juicy goodness from that. That's called the, Ubisoft have started an OnlyFans. That's called the segue. It's not my greatest, but we're just going to carry on. Eve was like, I will be getting out my bum hole for 50. <laughs> I don't know what Eve wouldn't roll his ass, but yeah. Bum hole. Uh, well, fellas. I'm very excited. Another collaboration with Mr. Uh, Miyamoto. With, the, with Mr. Miyamoto. 
this time his bum hole would be coming into stuff. I don't, I don't, this is the worst bit I've ever done. What is this? Let's just, Sorry. Well, okay, Jamie, you know, I'll save you there. Just because a, just you, know horrible what? Skit. you may have been worried, but Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine, yes, it's still called Quarantine for the time being, it, they are still imminent, okay, which is, which is good to know as we've been kind of bracing ourselves for a whole slew of cancellations, um, postponements, and what have you. But Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine still on track to be released. You know what's not on track to be released? Skull and Bones. Which has been been pushed again. That's right, and it's been Step estimated. Is real, really sad. Yeah, it's been estimated to come out in 2022 to 2023, somewhere between there. It's like fucking hell, this game. They should just abandon it. Like no, it, it, it's almost like when they announced it, people were interested in this kind of thing, but now no one cares. But they're they maybe too far in development. They're just like hey, you just you just have to finish it. Yeah, you know. That must be a really awkward situation to be in as a developer, like where you come to the point where you, <laughs> sorry, Jonesy, you, you've got a visitor. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, you you come to the realization that um, like that not not that no one cares about your game anymore, but that you're still in development on some on something that kind of like came and went so quickly that like. I don't know. It's it's weird. Sorry, I'm just I'm distracted. There's a lot going on right now. There's people writing things. Jones is muted himself. There are uh, what? Uh, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So Skull and Bones is delayed. Beyond Good and Evil Two delayed as well. So I mean, I mean, I mean that's that's unsurprising. It's not necessarily that it was delayed. It's just that they just never got around to telling us when it's coming out, and doesn't seem like they're going to vaporware. But an interesting thing yeah, is yeah. that Ubisoft did renew commitment to The Division as a series. So Division 2, apparently, still getting more content. There is a new free-to-play mm. Division game called The Division Heartland, which is going to be coming out. So not much information on there. We don't know if it's going to be like it's going to be like an offshoot kind of game. Is it going to be what we'd expect from The Division? We have no idea. And then also that The Division movie is still on track. But what's interesting is Ubisoft has said that there's going to be a almost like a push into free-to-play with all of their biggest franchises. But they have also reiterated that they will not abandon the AAA space. Yeah, because a lot of people, they they kind of, there was a bit of a furore, wasn't there, immediately after the earnings call? Yeah. People were like, oh, it's free-to-play. How dare they? I kind of feel like as long as they get, as long as the free-to-play model, um, as long as they manage to make it work and it doesn't feel too kind of like get all oh, spend money spend money i kind of don't think that's a problem as long as they're still i I, players. I hear you but there is just something very nice and honest about a transaction of saying take my money give me game but you could make the argument that even take my money and give me game transactions have become less honest over the passage of time this is true you know microtransactions are a thing in full price games yeah. season passes battle passes dlc you know all the buzzwords you know you, you name yeah. it they've done it yeah and you know, Assassin's Creed games aren't, you know, they're fucking full of. They got what was it with Valhalla? There was a stat where it got to the point where there was more armor for sale than there was in the base game. Was that a thing? I think that might Maybe, have become a thing. But you say, like, you that, say that, was that six months ago. But I also read a headline today, in fact, saying that Valhalla is its most uh, successful and and profitable launch, not by num- yeah. not by units sold. But just uh, general revenue, I guess, for the title for yeah. the Assassin's Creed title. And they, I think, as a as so an exception to that, they've got, 
Yeah, and they've announced that Valhalla will receive like the longest and most significant sort of like post-launch uh, support yeah. than any Assassin's Creed game has ever had before, and as a result, there won't be one this year. So, like, maybe that is if that maybe that's the other thing is that like less annualized things, more just kind of big post-launch microtransaction fueled pushes for games, and then. Uh, what the, and then we'll see what this Heartland thing is, but maybe that gives us an idea of what the free to play push is like. Yeah. But it's weird. It's I'm I'm a bit bummed out. Can I be honest? I'm a bit bummed out. Well, hold, hold on. Should, cause, I think that's fair enough to be bummed out. Yeah, that is fair enough. But is it worth being bummed out at this point? Because so far, the the free to play stuff that Ubisoft has released is not nothing really significant. Okay. Maybe what we have to do is wait and see what the Division Heartland, which is the free-to-play Division game. Yeah. Maybe we have to see what that's coming so, up. That's a, that's a main franchise for them. Let's see what they do with free-to-play. It's not like saying Hyperscape or some shit like that, right? Right. I, I, I will say I'm not just bummed out because okay. there's a bigger free-to-play push and we're probably going to see longer tails on these games that are just, you know fueled by microtransactions. Yeah. That's how they're going to keep generating revenue in the long term. I think I'm bummed out just because I really thought there was a point that Ubisoft had reached a handful of years ago where I just felt like things were in a good place. Um, and in the last 12 to... No, in the last 18... No, the last 24 months, everything's just gone wrong. Ever since that <laughs> thing where it happened where uh, Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out yeah. was a flop and they simultaneously pushed back Rainbow Six, yeah. Gods and Monsters it was, as it was known then, and watchdogs yeah. just feels like everything since then has been just a bit flat yeah. where yeah. i know i know immortals ended up being positive by by most accounts but like i wasn't massively into assassin's creed i wasn't massively into watchdogs they still haven't figured out what they're doing with this rainbow 6 game <laughs> far cry is you know i i hope it's really good but like far cry feels like the only thing we've got to look forward to yeah, right we now also from the whole we also don't Ubisoft. know anything about this fucking far cry and we, yeah we don't know anything we've had yeah. one fucking cinematic trailer and that's the only big triple a game that we've got to look forward to right now because like we said skull and bones and beyond good and evil 2 shit like that yeah. just seems like vaporware for the time being it's also, that's what's bumming me out it's also a little bit scary relying on far cry when it hasn't been like at its strongest like you know in the last sort of number of iterations but not like, in some respect though I, I i have i don't know where i am on this i kind of feel like I'm bummed out, but at the same time, the idea of annualized games is kind of a weird way of just getting you to spend more money on the same title every year. Yeah. And if you then get to a more honest place where you say, look, the, the base game is free, but every year we will expect a financial investment from you to keep us pushing this game forward. Or yeah. not, not, and it doesn't have to be annual, but like, um, however, you know, if it's about no, I get what you're saying, though, because like, instead of having, let's say, you could put it this way, you could have an annual Assassin's Creed, or you could have an Assassin's Creed every three years, let's say, but you every year you get more content for that Assassin's Creed. You, you know, it's 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 almost like yeah, wh- it's, which one would you prefer? What's the lesser evil? Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, it's more tied. It's more directly tied to what? How much are you spending? What are you playing? How much do you want to spend on it? How much yeah. do you want to play it? And it's more of a one to one rather than the old school way of doing it, where they go, "Here is an epically massive game." It's almost like the move from movies but, to series, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's almost like instead of doing big, but, but, epic movies, it's smaller. It, yeah. But it just feels like they're like kind of, I don't, they're making this change, but at the same time, the revenue, and this was the other part that earnings call, has been genuinely very impressive. Yeah. And so it's like, hang on a second, like, 
Why is Skull and Bones so far away? Why do we not know jack shit about Beyond Good and Evil 2? Why do games like Riders Republic and fucking Roller Champions seem to fucking disappear? Like, what is... I, I, I just... Well, like, why is there still no Splinter Cell, Chris? Oh, why? no, don't, don't get me fucking started. I, like, are you, are you like, ready for a five-hour podcast? I, because I'll, t- I'll fucking take I us mean, there. I don't have the time, I mean, but I'll take us there if we have to. I, I could go on all day. But, but I think the thing that you need to remember, Jamie, is like, yes... Their, their revenue uh, earnings call is quite healthy. It's quite robust. But the one thing you've got to understand about rich people is they always want to be richer. I know. I, I know. And it's, it's, it's not that I resent them trying to run a, run a business in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Again, like, I don't care. Until we've seen the, what they mean by the free-to-play push and, you know, so on and so forth, manifest itself with things like the Vision Heartland, I'm going to hold back my opinion. I just feel like Ubisoft had everything lined up at one point and and since then they've just become this weird thing where like I don't know what they're doing right now I don't yeah. know why they released yeah, three third person action adventure open world games back to back to back <laughs> one month away from each other last year I don't know why mad. Rainbow Six still hasn't fucking come out like yeah. when that game makes no sense to begin with now it's probably going to come out the fucking same month as Back for Blood and guess what no one's going to want to play the Rainbow Six Left 4 Dead game because it doesn't even look that good to begin with well, the, the Rainbow Six... Like, I, I don't the understand. Rain, the Rainbow Six players are going to play it. But I, I think... No, they're not. They're, they're not, but they're going to they're gonna play Rainbow Six <laughs> because that game is still being actually quite well supported by most accounts. Uh, it, like, which, which, which hardcore Siege player says, do you know what we do, boys? We stop playing Siege to play this three-player co-op wave-based alien-killing thing. Maybe. I, I I think you kind of hit the money on the head, though, because you said that, the, sorry, the nail. You hit the money on the head. You hit the money on the head. Well, I was thinking about the money. The money aspect is what they're thinking about. They look to their earnings and they've gone, yeah, sure, they're good. This is the earnings call for, like, the past. But they're looking to the future. And if everything else in the industry and the market is going free-to-play games, yeah, Battle Royale, yeah. get the money from the consumer, like, on a monthly basis, battle passes, get them to spend more cash, con- um, cosmetics, aesthetics, da-da-da-da-da-da, then they're talking... They're thinking about the next three to five yeah. years right yeah you can't, not you can't really about blame them last for year. following the industry obviously you can, no, you again, can praise like, them for going against an industry sure but you can't no, blame no. them necessarily i'm, so I'm, I'm not i'm not, I'm not blaming good or bad i'm just saying i think that's i'm not I'm blaming i'm not blaming them for the change in direction or the push i'm blaming them for the fact like i'm looking at the cards <laughs> they already had in their hands yeah but hold on, i'm saying Jamie, like, no, no, listen, Ray, like at this no at this point rainbow six quarantine was meant to come out over a year ago what the fuck is that game and yeah. where 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 You've is got it? it wrong why no, and, wrong. and, and, and in the meantime tell you what's going to happen okay E3 2021 is going to roll around and you're going to have your next iteration of just thoughts. Don't worry about it. Now, Jamie, Jamie's right that there's loads of things that should have been out. I mean, you can understand a bit of a delay at the moment, but all those things should yeah. be coming out soon. They shouldn't be getting pushed back three to five years for games. I mean, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is always going to get like <laughs> yeah. epically pushed. Yeah. That it, you know, really it just feels like, it, it feels like if we're at a poker table... We, I'm not talking about the hand that Ubisoft are going to get dealt next. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like future yeah. blue. I'm talking about the hand that they've had in the, uh, that in their hands, uh, the hand in their hands. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. Why not? Uh, for 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 many years now, and some of those cards should have been played a long, long time ago. And I'm just looking at them like I struggle to get excited about yeah. these things. I'm not excited excited about Rainbow Six Quarantine. I'm not excited about. Uh, fucking roller champions. I'm not excited about Riders Republic. The only thing you've got for me right now is Far Cry, and you better fucking hope <laughs> that that game comes out shit hot. Otherwise, otherwise if it doesn't. <laughs> otherwise, Jamie's coming for you. Well, I mean, I might do. Wow. I might do. Yeah, you you heard. They, they, I don't know. But I think I you're know. right. Like, 
Ubisoft has gone from being this exciting company, say three years ago, to just being boring. But we, we're already bored about the games they've got coming out in two years' time. Totally. Yeah, we're already joking about how Skull and Bones isn't that exciting to us. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I think I think uh, we're gonna move on. All right, uh, two more news items yeah. just very quickly to cover, uh, guys. Resident Evil Village has launched to critical acclaim, as I'm sure you are aware. It has sold three million units to date. So, in comparison, Resident Evil Seven at this moment is on nine million. I mean, that's pre- that's pretty that's- fucking healthy going, in my opinion. That's great for yeah. a launch, like, yeah. But then it, it had so much going for it, like in the whole uh, Lady Dimitrescu thing. It was going to always do something. Yeah, you know what it, it is, yeah. It, on a much smaller scale, obviously, because nothing can ever fucking touch it. But it's almost like the Animal Crossing um, effect, right? Where everyone's on social media and everyone's all of a sudden talking about, hey, there's a tall vampire lady and she's very sexy and I want her to step on me. And then everyone else is like, yeah. well, he's saying that and he's saying that and she's saying that and they're saying that. So I've got to say it as well. And it's almost like you you continue the reverberation in the echo chamber. And what does it result mm-hmm. in? Three million units sold to date of a game that's like a yeah. week old. I did see, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be spoilery, but I did see some criticism. I think, I think I know what you're going to say. Go for it. What, uh, what's, the, what's the criticism? Well, the the game is as a lot, of, you know, or sorry, the push in the early game. Jesus, I can't even talk. So the, the the a lot of the build up and a lot of the um, the media leading up to the game was obviously Lady Dimitrescu, yeah, and then people saying she's not in it for as oh you know, yeah, she's, she's like one a, a bigger thing in the game. Yeah, she's like one segment. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's like one of the four or five bosses with their yeah. own parts of the village. Yeah, and people were kind of like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be quite so fleeting. <laughs> What our uh, interaction with her? I don't know. Like looking at how Resident Evil Seven kind of did it, like with uh, the different members of the Baker family. Like you take care of one, you move on to the next one. Like I, I, I haven't played it so because I haven't played it. I, I don't want to sort of. Yeah. I don't want to criticize it too much. But I just seen. I'd seen that as a few people that have played it. They said it. But yeah, you're right. Like yeah. they, the 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 family. You like got to fight one and then another and then another and then da da da. Yeah. So, but fellas, I, I reckon I don't we don't talk anymore about Resident Evil Village until we manage to do a let's play ourselves. I really hope we manage to get that okay, done. Let's, yeah. let's arrange it. All right, and the final bit of news for this podcast, before we call a wrap on it, which is a, quite a healthy one, Gabe Newell, Gabe N himself, teased some news, or not, on Valve games or, or Steam games, or not, coming to consoles, <laughs> or not. Basically, Gabe was, he's still in New Zealand, just kind of like, he's basically like a squatter at this point. Uh, New Zealand might want him to leave but he's not going anywhere he's just sitting there in his sandals and his like big floppy shirt Uh, but he spoke to some students recently for a QA, and a sat down with him and one of the students asked uh, Gabe if what we can expect to see of any Steam games coming to console now interesting that he said Steam and not Valve probably he just got a little bit confused because he's talking to our Lord and Saviour Gaben uh but Gabe said that we should know what Valve's plans are by the end of the year. Does that mean that the answer is yes or no? Who knows? But later on, he did follow up by saying it's not what people would expect. So, yeah, who knows? Do you know, like, you, you, Jonesy was talking about how, like, uh, you know, so- social media at the moment and how... Uh, things like Lady Demetrescu can get a life of their own and <laughs> the spiral out, out of right? control. 
Um, yeah, it, the other so- side effect of like that is that it's a really dangerous time to make any comment about anything related or even remotely speculative about the future of video games because people are going to pick it up and run with it like crazy. But especially with Valve, um, right? Like Valve can never say yeah. anything without it being like ripped apart. People are like, oh, this means Half-Life 3 is coming. Oh, this means they're getting ready to release a Steam console. Oh, does this mean that Steam is going to go on, on consoles and blah, blah? It's like, come on, come mate. Gabe, Gabe is the yeah. Elon Musk of video games. Like, just saying a word I love that. has yeah. so many ramifications oh, and, like, ripples through everything. It's crazy. The, uh, the, the, uh, the most, one of the more frustrating examples of that I've ever seen, I'm actually going to find it now so I can, like, read it. Okay. Um, but can I give you a, a fun stat where you're finding it? Gabe Newell, yeah. by being in New Zealand, has added 2% to their GDP. Holy shit, so his his net worth is four billion. The GDP of New Zealand is two hundred and six billion. <laughs> that's mad. Jesus, that's, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a guy called Jeff Grubb yeah. who kind of has sort of like become yeah he's a, become a bit more well known over the past twelve months as kind of like pivoting and repositioning himself as something of an insider, someone who gets scoops, someone who knows when she's happening. An insider, and he does a exactly, and he does live streams now, and he makes the mistake sometimes of like people ask him a question and he will. If he doesn't know anything about it himself, he will talk about what the rumours have been prior, <laughs> outside yeah. of his knowledge. So someone asked him about this year's uh, Call of Duty, which there's been a lot of speculation about Vanguard being in a lot of trouble. And someone asked him, like, hey, what do you think about what's going on with Call of Duty? He's like, I don't really know. I've heard, you know, I've heard what you guys have heard. I've heard that, you know, the multiplayer seems to be in some trouble. And he says, he goes... Yeah, I heard some random rumour that, like, they might release Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer, right, remastered um, instead of the multiplayer thing. Basically, picking up on some other random rumour that started somewhere else and just saying it, because he he's a normal guy, and that's what people do, is they just, yeah. they might comment on... So I see a tweet a few days afterwards from T. Martin uh, of CSGO Lotto fame. Who's... <laughs> Do you remember CSGO Lotto? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, they were like, it's easy to win, guys. You just put a little yeah. bit of money in just and watch you get this. all these amazing things. He does oh, the video. He's like, half of it. now a video's come out that realize that me and Syndicate, we own this web. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's put out a tweet saying, Games Insider Jeff Grubb claims Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer remaster will be the only multiplayer Call of Duty game released in 2021. <laughs> this is the second time we've heard this rumor from a credible source in the last couple of months. It's like, no... That he didn't say that rumor as himself being the source. He just said that he'd heard the rumor, the the other rumor that you yeah, originally were referring kind of like to. Mental news cycle where everyone's just trying to get on it and get the clout for it. I guess. So I'll tell you what. I'm going yeah. to give you my confirmed, unconfirmed rumor. Okay, this is an unconfirmed rumor, but I'm confirming that it is unconfirmed. That what Valve is planning to do on consoles this year is release the Orange Box Two, also known as the purple box and the purple box will include portal 3 half-life 3 and team fortress 3 you've heard it show first i like it hot take be, yeah, i like I'll it be into that yeah be so portal both portal games on console would be great so, i'd love that they are on console so pick are they <laughs> i don't think you can play them on a ps5 I'm no like, i'm not trying PS5, to think if there's like, a way orange box came out on console dude. xbox is dead you, to me you, you, you can xbox play it on an is, Xbox, yeah. Xbox is non-existent to me. When I say console, <laughs> I literally mean PlayStation. Let's just get it straight. <laughs> Forget Xbox. When I say console, Sorry, I literally mean my Game Boy Advance. <laughs> when I say console, you say Game Boy. Console. Game Boy. All right, anyway. Console, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess the point is this. Gabe has stated numerous times that they are still, even after the, they released Half-Life Alex, that more games are in development. 
there has been teasers. I mean, if you watch Valve News Network or Tyler McVick or whatever he's fucking changed his channel to, there is shit that's being made, obviously. What's probably going to happen? They're going to have one game and it's going to release on PC and it's going to release on a console. Fucking big, big whoop-de-doo. There's your news. And that's the end of the news cycle, fellas. Um, I, I want to, I've, I've, con, I've a confirmed rumour as well. I'm confirming that I've made up this rumour and that is that Half-Life 3 is the game that's going to come to consoles. Yeah, so Completely. It's going to bypass okay. PC as well. The Valve are going to become... They've actually got bought over by Sony. They Sony Studios now, so... Um, yeah, I also have one last confirmed rumor, fellas. Yeah, okay. just just get in close. Get get your headphones in. Get in close, okay? Get in close to the camera. Let me. I'll whisper it to you. I've got a chubby. Gross. Confirmed. It's from that b- bad Barbie talk, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's from it's from no. you talking as uh, a Gilles. Oh, okay. Uh, what's name? Eve. Eve. Eve, Eve Gilmore. Eve. I, I I did one earlier to be fair. What, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah. No, a, a confirmed rumor. Forza Horizon Five set in Mexico to be revealed at uh, Microsoft event yeah. this this summer. Yeah. Could be fucking wrong, but <laughs> I just regurgitated it because I'm a fucking well, idiot. Yeah. So I, I think there's no better way to end this podcast than say the uh, code word is a confirmed rumor. Just give us. I give think us, you hit the yeah, and, So say confirmed rumor. Feels apt. And then give us rumor. your best confirmed rumor that you've got that you've heard. Oh yes. Yeah, and and we're going to reply and tell you if you hit the if you hit the money on the head. Yeah. Did you hit the money on the head? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, everybody, thank you so much for watching. If you are watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform of your choice or Paisley Radio. And with that, we'll say goodbye and see you next time. See ya. Bye.